0: Beautiful people, it is how you doing, Paisan Wednesday, October 5th, 2022, and this show starts... Football! That is right. Football is the topic of conversation on most days. Today, football has provided us with an absolute gem, an absolute blessing, a gift from the football gods. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles will be on this program in 32 minutes. Exactly. It's his first time on the show. Obviously, he is the coach of the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Last year in his first year as a head coach, they made the playoffs. They lost in the playoffs. But this year, there was a lot of conversation around how his squad was going to do. They obviously invest big during the draft at the wide receiver position. They let Jalen Hurts know it's either you or nobody. But if Jalen was distinct, the they would have got rid of him and got a new quarterback because it felt like the only t- uh, position they didn't know about was the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts has shown up. This team has been fantastic. And Coach Sirion will be joining us to hopefully bless us with why and how he goes about operating and turn around a program that looked like it was on fire just two years ago. Yep. Yeah. That should be a good conversation. conversation. Oh, yeah. Hey, this should be uh, the toxic tables here at Boston Corner at Ty Schmidt.
1: I mean, there's a lot of gobble today. Isn't that right, Connor? You pumped up about it? Yeah, I'm pumped. I love when our Italian brothers come on the show, and it (laughs) feels good that we're going to be able to talk to, I don't know, two of the best in the game, really.
0: Yeah, you kind of gave away the lead there. Michael Lombardi will also be joining us uh, in the third hour. Thank you for doing that because I can ask Ty Schmidt. These are one person. That is maybe your favorite guest that we have on, Michael Lombardi. Yep. And then, boom, probably another guy is going to become your favorite human on Earth after today. Coach Sirianni is somebody you know very well. We get to chat with him here in about 21 or 31 minutes, pal.
1: Yeah, I
2: am so excited. So excited. I couldn't, couldn't fall asleep last night. I was just, you know, rolling over, tossing, and turning. I didn't think this day would ever come. I really didn't. <laughs> I didn't know if we'd ever get Coach Sirianni on the show. Will and behold, boom, first hour on a Wednesday, there's nothing better. I mean, I'm really – I'm chomping at the – I cannot wait for this conversation.
0: The added detail there from Ty, Wednesdays during the season feel like an off season. Yeah. Because there isn't a lot of conversation. Now, Thursday night is tomorrow, but rarely any news is coming out on a Wednesday. Nope. Normally, stuff's either on Friday or Monday after the game, so we kind of react for a couple of days. And Aaron Rodgers Tuesday has taken place, so we've had great discussions about the reaction to that on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. But Wednesdays, normally a time in the week where we can get a little loose. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the show gets a little loose. I'm back. At Tone Diggs is here, one half of the Hammer. Don Cowboys, great to see you, pal. Great to see you. Hey, Hammer. Don has been back. It's been fantastic. You guys hitting any winners or not? Did you know Aaron Judge was going to hit 62 last night? Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, I I, I found out yesterday that baseball is back Friday with the playoffs. I haven't been betting, obviously. Oh, yeah, the
0: one-game thing's happening this week. Yeah, here we go. Let's do that. Let's watch that. That's the coolest part of baseball in the playoffs. It's on Friday.
3: Friday, mm-hmm. like they're normally stacked.
0: Like it's going to be tough because, yeah, yeah you're obviously off. Friday night SmackDown got watch that. Right, have to say hello to old friends over here. At WWE, hope all is good. Obviously. Hope everybody's having a blast. Haven't been able to keep up with everything. Sounds like Triple H is doing very well. Yeah, at creative seems like there's still some buzz and some juices. Uh, ratings, I believe, are still doing great. So I don't get to watch as much as Friday night college football. Yep, that I have to react Big to slight. Saturday morning mm-hmm. every right. single week. So I've been watching some of that there, but if. I mean, if we got a one-and-done situation, a little March Madness, little how baseball should maybe think about being like in the future, more than just after 195 games, yes. having just one game matter, which is what Friday night is, is that's what taking place, and Aaron Judge breaking this record, Ty. Yeah. You're a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Is this worth a fuck? Because a lot of people tell me that what? He's seventh place now or something like that because the steroid era. You had so-so, so, 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 so Maguire, Maguire, Bonesy, Bonesy. So he's like being celebrated because everybody, fans, game, league, are like, He's the first guy who's actually been drug tested on a pretty regular basis <laughs> yeah. and can't just be eating all the blown sandwiches like everybody used to do. Is that kind of what's happening right now? And is this that big of a deal in the grand scheme of history, like 10 years looking back?
2: Um, for sure. He broke the AL record, which the two guys before him were both Yankees, to do it as a Yankee, and we've talked about it, like in a bet-on-yourself contract year. Like that's the big part of it, is he had maybe one of the best statistical seasons ever you know a couple how many ever months removed after the Yankees basically kind of lowballed him and now he's going to make you know he probably he probably made himself about 125 million dollars this year by Ish. not taking that and getting you know this new contract he's only the fourth guy to ever hit 62 or more bonds maguire and Sosa are the only guys who have hit more. So, True. yeah,
0: I mean. Pretty pumped up. I, yeah. I, I nailed that. Because I, I do did. think they each had like two seasons almost.
2: Yeah. Sosa, I think, hit uh, 62 plus two times. Bonds did it two times. And uh, McGuire did it two times as well.
0: Yeah, I saw the graphic last night, late night, as I was kind of like half asleep. hmm I'm like, oh, this is why everybody keeps saying the seventh best of, of all time or whatever. And then it's natural just to think, well, those three guys were playing a different game. Well, yeah, exactly. With different bodies. Yep. In different supplements. Bring that back. <laughs> People are saying that as well. Mm-hmm. But if Aaron Judge is able to do it without it, what would he, if he was, if Aaron Judge was in the, I can take HGH to have better hand-eye coordination, yes. I can take more mm-hmm. testosterone than anybody else because they're having a piece of gum that boosts your testosterone mm-hmm. and steroid era, he's hitting it out of every single park. Yeah, he probably no- would have
2: hit like 130, 140 homers this Need year. Need that. Need that. It also One did, Aaron Judge would be
4: safe. Huh? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Sure. It didn't help that uh, Roger Maris's son came out and said, like, hey, if Judge breaks this record, he should be considered the true home run king. Uh, and a lot of people took umbrage to that because. Barry's the real home Yeah, exactly. Kid. Always will be.
0: Well, of course, big hat when he did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. big hat. Wasn't the same size hat whenever he was smaller, but as you grow older, you know, they say you're supposed to learn something new every day.
5: That's right. Exactly.
0: Barry Bonds took that to heart. He learned something new every day, and as he got older, his brain got bigger. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Yeah, what? Everybody's talking about his head growing or whatever. He's learning something new every day. That's yeah. right. The brain's fucking, how big can it get? Well, we'll find out. Barry taught us.
3: Yeah, exactly. Jeez, what do you got, to? <laughs> learning something new every day. Big baseball show. Uh, this year, they did switch to no more one game. It's now a three-game series for the I'm wild out. card.
0: Oh, of course, baseball fucks up the yep. only thing they got. I'm why are why you going to do that, baseball? I love that. Bullshit. I don't love all that. Right. Aaron Judge is going to be a Pittsburgh Pirate next year. Hell yeah. Let's not talk <laughs> about baseball anymore. Baseball stinks. We just learned it stinks even more. Yeah. Learned that baseball had something good. <clears throat> yep. Ruined it. I was now pumped for that. I will. Me too. What Look, the fuck? did you hear me? I said, oh, fuck, I'll have to be able to work baseball into my television schedule yeah. in the middle of football sure. season because of that. And instead, they're like, there'll be more. There'll be more. more. It's we like, well, that's up. a problem with you guys. There's too much more. <laughs> like, just fucking
1: condense it. <laughs>
0: Well, that's not actual baseball. It's like, okay. Well, actual baseball fucking stinks to watch. Mm -hmm. So, have we ever thought about it? But there's Yankees fans that love it. Mm -hmm. I'm a big-time Mets fan. I love when the Mets are playing. Obviously, the Braves have incredible fans. They look like they're going to go on another run. Good for them.
5: Yeah.
3: Job Dansby.
0: But it's not a national sport. I think baseball is a regional sport. Yes. I don't think it's a national
3: sport. i agree with that.
0: I think that is uh, the proper way to tag it. Nonetheless, happy and congrats uh, to – happy for and congrats to Aaron Judge, dude. Oh, go you go, Judgey. Judgey.
3: And that guy that fractured both of his legs jumping into
0: yes. Yeah, I love that guy's move. So the guy jumps off the balcony down to the pitcher's area yeah, bullpen thing. Bullpen area. Mm-hmm. Bullpen area, like – 15 feet, 20 feet almost, two stories, jumping off a little two-story house (laughs) off the top of the (laughs) right down. Because, yeah, I agree. As he goes into the game, watching the game unfold, he takes a little peeks around. He has good Mm self-awareness. And he says, well, there's a bunch of fucking slobs here in this particular area. None of these people are going to be able to catch anything. Ball comes. It's hitting off a face. It's hitting off a chest. It's hitting off a glove. People are fighting for it. It's going back down into this area here. So I have a sneaky suspicion. That if I attempt to break both of my fucking ankles mm-hmm. and go down there, I'll be able to just kind of, I'll be the pickup at the end. Yeah, exactly. Smart scraps. That did not happen because a guy who's worth like fucking $2 billion just snagged <laughs> that fucking thing. Boom. Celebrated. Going to put it in his office forever. Not going to sell it. Yep. Yankees never going to see it again.
2: Yeah, probably not. eBay's no.
0: never going to see it again. Nope. The guy's the vice president of a fucking venture capitalist firm or something. They yep. bought it. Literally one of the wealthiest humans on earth. <laughs> yeah, basically. Snags that. Didn't know you could be one of the wealthiest humans on earth in one of the nerd businesses that is like venture capitalism sure. where you have to do a lot of accounting and you know rounding up everybody else's mm-hmm. money, basically. Right, sure. Bernie Madoff.
5: <laughs>
0: that was his front, but it... Shut up. I mean, yeah, he was running that business as well. But yeah, I mean, that's a Ponzi scheme where you're just taking people's money, using it, mm-hmm. and then taking other people's money to pay off dividends to other people. And it's a shell game. And basically, it works until you run out of people to get money from. Mm-hmm. Bernie Madoff was able to get, like, fucking royalty from other countries yeah. to put their money. He just kept on going. Everybody was getting paid, including him. He, know, he was doing that. Has, has to be very stressful. But venture capitalist people, they, they normally pretty nerdy bunch. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Not from a very athletic part of town normally either. Normally kind of born into those positions. Yeah. But the fact that he was able to snag that thing with a glove, I'm impressed. Congrats. Hopefully you'll put up. Maybe you'll donate it.
5: Hey, hey, oh, donate. Yeah, you probably hey, will. hey,
0: why don't you donate it? That'd be good. Raise funds uh, to help the world out. Yeah, That's right. Sure. Or put it right there in your fucking office because I, somebody tried to break their own legs for that thing. Yep. Somebody tried to get it. You got it. Congrats. Joining us on the stage is a man who will be joining us all season long, once a week, twice a week. Brad, d- breaking down everything DB, absolute stallion, Darius Butler. D-bot. D-bot, I, I didn't know you were a baseball guy. I wanted to yeah, have the baseball, baseball conversation. Are you really? No. Me neither. Yeah, so I I just want to get that (laughs) convo out of the way with Ty because it involved the Yankees, and the Yankees are his team. Aaron Judge is now going to be able to hold the Yankees hostage Mm -hmm. with a contract, basically, right? That's a good business. Yeah, I
2: mean, they have no choice. Have to pay him.
0: No, he's coming to Pittsburgh Pirates. No, Red Sox. Uh,
2: Break the bank. Better than himself. Bingo. I love it.
0: Imagine they get Shohei, who's on a terrible team. Somehow. He just signed a one-year, $30 million mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Biggest, guaranteed. Yeah. Biggest
6: arbitration deal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Look at baseball us. Guy. Look we at know
0: you, baseball. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know baseball. $30 million fully guaranteed for one season, yep. right? Yep. And then he's a free
2: agent. Correct.
0: And then he's coming to the Yankees. Well, if George
2: team? Steinbrenner was still owning the Yankees, yeah, but these cheapskates are running the show now. I don't know. Really? Might be a Met. Might be a Met. Could be a Met.
3: Oh, oh wow. yes. Wow.
0: Fucking trumpets and Shohei. It's possible,
1: uh-huh. certainly yeah. possible. He could get a different song. Maybe with a saxophone or a Who?
0: good Shohei. No, nah, Shohei does. Listen, we're just talking about adding on to the show here. <laughs> yeah, Shohei does whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. If he wants to have the translator go out there 1st uh,
5: awesome.
0: Introduce him, and then him come out do whatever. He- you get Shohei in the same building as those fucking trumpets. Is that the greatest show in sport?
3: Paul Heyman needs to
2: introduce Shohei.
0: Cool. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
2: switched- there is a chance they lose Edwin Diaz.
0: No, where's he going?
2: To someone who might pay him $100 million. They might, you know, get rid of him to get someone else. No. It's possible. I'm
0: going wherever he goes. Okay. I just go. would like to let it be known. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going wherever the trumpets are going. Hopefully he's able to play. Let's talk about some football here before Coach Sirianni joins us Hell, yeah. in about 20 minutes or so. Mike Tomlin had to chit-chat about what life is like playing against guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I think the reason why I enjoyed it because is because Mike Tomlin is very thoughtful and not scared to put people over. Mm -hmm. He's also not scared to talk like some reality to people, as opposed to talking over people's heads or being guarded or anything like that. Mike Tomlin is relatively open. Now, he has a lot of Tomlinisms in which he's not going to say shit, but when you ask him about certain specific things, players normally, scheme, he opens up because I think he's excited to do so for the good of the sport. Here's him talking about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson's playmaking ability at his press conference just yesterday. Are
7: there coaching techniques or principles that you can give guys trying to deal with those situations? Yeah, build a fence. <laughs> you know, those are his talents. You know, it's, it's just like trying to tackle Lamar Jackson. You know, I was watching him on the other side of the ball deal with Lamar, and when you're dealing with guys at the quarterback position that have arm and leg talent, it's challenging, and so you know, You can coach all you want about near leg and building the fence and all of those things, but when they get you in one-on-one circumstances, they're going to win a lot of those. They've been winning a lot of those at every level that they've ever played at. uh, since
0: Back in the day, Darius, I believe, you know, it was believed. How about that? Uh I believe that it was believed Mm -hmm. that the only way you could win is if you have a a pocket passer that you have to protect for, that can't move. You might see them in a pickup basketball game. You might see them out and about, and this person's making $70, 80000000 million to play quarterback in the NFL. And they are not a fucking athlete at all. Yeah. We're talking can't play ping pong, mm-hmm. can't do shit. But they were able to sit in a pocket, break down a defense, and make the right decision. Now, stats have told us that that is still needed to be a successful yep. quarterback and win a Super Bowl. Do you think it was only a matter of time before somebody who was a freak athlete didn't get moved out of the quarterback position to somewhere else because of the narrative about the quarterback thing? And do you think that everybody knew this was going to happen? Do you think like the old heads in the NFL knew that this day was coming? Because it's very obvious. If you have somebody that can extend a play and make a play by themselves, your team is much better. Mm -hmm. And the future appears to be that way. I just wonder if it was like – only a matter of time or do you think there was some resistance to this in the football definitely
6: world? some resistance like you said because you got a much larger sample size of guys doing it from the pocket for so long even the last few you know Stafford Brady like these guys still do most of their work uh from the pocket but when you have a guy so first of all it's opportunity right giving these guys these athletes not being moved from that position and giving them the opportunity to grow at that quarterback position but when you can have the athlete Back in there, and they can do the same things in the pocket. They can still make the reads. They can still make the throws. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, even Kyler Murray. You know, obviously, there's room to grow. But when you have that, like Tom said, when, when the play breaks down, when everything goes to shit, the, those guys just jump off the jump off the screen to make a play. So that's 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 the difference.
0: It's a much more exciting style of football. Oh yeah. yeah. And if you're a fan, uh, I mean, every play, there's a chance. You yes. never die when you just used to have the guys who couldn't, and obviously only the bangers survive. Mm -hmm. So in our head, we're just thinking of Peyton, we're just thinking of Tom, we're just thinking of Eli, and we're thinking of the uncomfortable falls Mm -hmm. whenever somebody gets close and they're just down and like, fetal position almost. Like, yep. do not hit me. I need to stand back up. Yeah. Not get in touch, basically. But methodically, just boom, 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 boom. Not even a thought of the quarterback running. I mean, those days were obviously good days for teams. There was a lot of fucking shitty quarterbacks that played that style of football <laughs> that fans <laughs> yeah. thought... Like, oh, this guy's going to be just like those guys. Like, mm-hmm. He's going to be able to break. There was a lot of motherfuckers that couldn't break down the mm-hmm. defense yeah. and knew exactly what the defense was going to do. There was a lot of guys that couldn't put a ball just on an absolute dart. you know. And now as we're getting older and as, the, as we are kind of evolving in, as fans and as a show, we're seeing guys that only move and make plays and it's like, hey, this is football. Only the bangers survived, so people will only talk about the pocket quarterbacks that were good. Let's remember there was a bunch of fucking shitty ones. Let's oh, also remember there's probably going to be some quarterbacks that are mobile that fucking suck. Yeah. And that's going to be that's going to kind of happen as we kind of evolve here. But man, it feels a lot better whenever you have a guy that can move and playing quarterback and like all right. Every, and the only reason why I know that is because when I have a bet on a team, sure. and it appears as if the offensive line is fucking dead, right? And it's like okay, need. Need at least some more points here. Need just a little bit more points. Every play, it could happen. Now, we have Matt Ryan, a quarterback for the Colts. You have Matt Jones, who I guess can move. I've seen him gritty a little bit. But Aaron's always been a guy oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that could move and throw the ball. I think there's more of that style of football coming in as opposed to more Tom Brady. And I don't think that's a think. I think everybody knows that. But I think it's good for the game, ultimately. I think this is a fucking good development for everybody.
5: Yeah, I
2: mean, you look at college football now, like how many guys are back there that are just drop-back passers? Like, that that really doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It seems like all of, like, the really good quarterbacks who are coming in are guys who can move or, you know, like are expected to move in their offenses in college. Like, I don't know when we'll see another guy like, Tom or Peyton, who you know, I mean, I guess Arch, but even you like you look at he him, like is, he's, he's a yeah. Manning, and he can he can move around. Like it, that just really isn't how the game's played anymore.
0: Yeah, I love watching these guys.
2: Fall. Oh yeah,
6: a lot. And you got to find that balance too, of where you don't you don't fall in love with running around. Because, that's like Aaron, right? Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what Aaron's it, always been good at. Yeah, perfect at it. And uh, because you want to be out there, like these quarterbacks, the guys you mentioned, especially that do it from the pocket. A lot of those guys are like the Iron Man. You know, Peyton was always out there. Eli was always out there. Tom. Um, so when you do run around, obviously you're gonna be you're gonna get hit more. Um, so uh, getting down, you see Kyler, you rarely see him take a big shot. Lamar, same thing. So being smart with it. Josh Allen takes more shots, but he's bigger. But at some point, those hits kind of mount up. So using that athleticism, but also you know getting being da- getting down when you need to.
0: They run him on isos and pyres yeah. and leads and yeah. stuff like that. And I get it. It's dude, definitely a yeah. weapon. Yeah. It is definitely something that he can do that nobody else can do, and he can take advantage of a defense 11 on 11 here everybody's got to be matched up. One person has to tackle Josh Allen here, but also we say it about Lamar. It gets held over Lamar's head all the time. It was getting held over Lamar's head during his negotiation. Mm-hmm. Clearly. I mean, Josh, what one massive shot to like, sure.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. Just awkward. out of nowhere,
0: like some awkward shot. And it's like, well, is Josh still going to be able to be Josh? And we just assume Josh is tough enough to handle it, but it's like, this is the fucking NFL. Yeah. And there are massive bodies take to- Vita Veya. Dropped into coverage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vita Vea dropped into coverage against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Dropped. He's nose tackle, three forty. Mm-hmm. Ma- that's listed. Listed here. Right. That's listed three forty. Who knows what that is? He drops into coverage, and Aaron Jones gets a ball, and he's running through. And Vita Vea drops his helmet and his shoulder right into Aaron Jones's like spleen and back. Ball comes out. Ball goes the other way, or whatever. Tampa mm-hmm. gets ball back. It's like. Those types of hits and Aaron Jones, I, I think is okay or whatever. But if you have a three hundred and fucking fifty pound dude in space, able to hit somebody uncomfortably, like there's a chance something's gonna happen. So there's always gonna be that fear. But it feels like these guys have the ability to take care of themselves, which is ultimately the best for everybody.
3: I just went back, like through every team here and in the last what three these these young quarterbacks, all of them can move a little bit. Like Herbert, yeah, I'd say he's a pocket passer, but he can get out and move oh, yeah. a little bit like all these guys can move a little bit. The only one I think who's starting right now who maybe doesn't move that much is is Dougie Mills, but that's because mm-hmm. he's got a fucking the, the arm down on that guy's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it
0: is for sure. They're worse than they were last sure. year. Somehow yeah. I don't I know worse, how that happens. But Everyone
3: else can move a little bit. Like Doug, no, no Douggy can move. Dougie yeah. can move. He can run. He's no Dan Jones. Well, no, not man. many are.
0: Well, what do we know about Dan Jones? Well,
3: <laughs> over rushing yards. <laughs> guys, it, yeah, guys never gone to under on his total rushing yards. Ever, ever, never will. Sixty-five and zero. It's awesome.
0: Running for his life. Sneaky athletic. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I think he had two touchdowns last week running. He did. did. Yep.
0: Saquon Barkley, leading rusher in the NFL right now. Yeah. yeah. So this is this the first time in uh, international game history? I guess the game is not
3: in London this weekend. Where the hell is, is it? that about? I don't, I don't know. know.
0: We said London game yesterday. I had a couple people upset. England game. Okay. Oh,
3: okay. It's no, the it's it's, London is it, game. It's, what do they want to call it? Tottenham game? Is that what is it is? it? I exposed? don't know. Is it in
0: London? This says London. Okay. So it's in, this in is London. This is the people. issue. This is the issue. No, this is only a couple people that tweeted me this. I assumed I was just naturally wrong because I clicked on a person's thing and it said yeah, they the were London. from over there or whatever. But this is the issue with you guys right now in Europe. And I don't want to be like, hey, you guys. Because we got our own shit to figure out. Right. But you guys, we're not properly educated on the Brexit and UK and the Emerald Isles and Europe and what's England, what's Britain, what's... Like, I don't fuck... What did the Queen run? We have no idea. No. Still don't. Was it that entire town over there? Is it the entire, like, Great Britain? Is it England? Is it... what? I don't know any... I wanted to let you know. Appreciate everything you guys do. Don't have a fucking clue how you guys operate.
3: No, 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 no. Tottenham is a town in North London, Okay.
0: Sorry about it. Okay.
3: Sounds like London to me.
0: Okay, so we're going to Brooklyn. All right, we're going to Tottenham in London, London. Mm. this weekend with the NFL. Yeah, sorry about it. Seems like it's been a great time. They showed the crowd a lot last week. Hey, the blokes were having a good time. Yeah, you? they yeah. love it. The lads were having a lad of the lad day. They were having a blast out
5: there. Yeah, Always had loud. A good game, too.
0: Great game. Yeah. And, and this year. It seems like this is going to become a common occurrence because the fucking there's a game in Germany that's going to be good. Yep. Thursday night game is going to be good. This weekend, it has the first time a reigning MVP has gone to England mm-hmm. and played in a football game. That actually mattered. First time a leading rusher has been in a game in uh, uh, England. First time the teams have had two winning records playing in England. I mean, this is like a big fuck... I'm happy. Let's keep growing the game, D. Hey,
6: good for England, man! Finally, some, finished some good good games, good teams over there. They deserve it, I guess. I think
0: so. I you think the, they do.
3: You see the big news, huh? They're selling cheeseheads in the Tottenham in the Tottenham shop. So, I mean, there Sweet. may be fifty thousand cheeseheads at Tottenham Hell on fucking yeah. <laughs> Sunday.
2: <laughs> home game. It's a home game. It really is. You know, Giants have no chance.
0: So nobody wants to give up a game with the Green Bay Packers to go to England. This is what Aaron said yes, yesterday. Because uh-huh. if it's a home game, obviously you don't want to give up a home game. But if it's a home game with the Packers coming to town, their fans are going to show up. Uh-huh. So the reason why the Packers potentially haven't been to England in so long is because there has been zero times where a team has said, you know what, yeah, let's leave when the Packers come to town. Packers have always been good. Packers fans always show up. Oh, yeah. Are they as much as the Chiefs? You guys show up as much as the Chiefs right now, Packers fans?
2: I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, don't know. Cool I, thing. Know. I mean, they Ch- don't the have Chiefs. anything. They don't have the home of the Chiefs. Like, they can't take over the anthem like the Chiefs can. But I'd say, in terms of just traveling, like, yeah, Packers fans will show up.
0: I wonder about, like, uh, Kelsey and Mahomes and them sitting there on the sideline of an away game, just looking around. And as the national anthem's going, maybe some guys doing their little prayer thing or. Guys are getting teary eyed and mm-hmm. you know, feeling a little good and vibing or whatever. And then towards the end of that national anthem, I wonder if they look around and they're like, I wonder I wonder if our people hear it all or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that
5: oh, oh, oh.
0: Jeez. I wonder if all the Chiefs guys are like, yep, all right. We got it. We got it. We're all right, right. a fucking home game here. That'd be a home good game. feeling. Uh, That'd be a good feeling. As the, the game's starting, and if you're the home team, you're like, goddamn. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we have to go to a goddamn silent count at home here with the Chiefs. I mean, that is a very cool. I think it was a smart idea to take over the national anthem. Yeah. I think that has become a very, very clever. Uh, it's an indicator, I think, of what. Now, granted, the Chiefs lost to the Colts just one week ago. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Indianapolis. And they still had that. Loud cheese. And they it's were started. loud numerous times. Loud. Very loud. But I think that's a good way to set the standard. The Packers don't have that, huh? Just the cheeseheads.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It's disrespectful. I don't care for it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. For what? Home of the brave. Yeah, it's true. They yeah,
0: respect the troops. Well, it's home of the free because of the brave.
2: Amen. That's right.
0: People forget, we'll especially be. whenever Chiefs come to town. Exactly. <laughs> You know, even think about. you think about the military. Now this is another thing. I was watching national anthem okay. from the suites the other day. Okay. All the military people there that were saluting mm-hmm. had their hats on. That's always the case, I believe. Right? How come Actually, everybody? Yeah,
1: I guess it is. Hmm. Is that a military exclusive?
0: I don't know. Camera people shooting it, big hats on. Oh, geez. Really? People moving stuff off the field. All had hats on, it felt like.
1: Oh,
5: huh. that's a problem.
0: And everybody in the city is with the hats off. Have and then, to. but the arm, the military people over there, hats on. It's like, what's right? I don't
3: know what's right.
2: Is it because, like, you have to take a ball cap off, but you can leave the military cap on? It says
3: if you're in civilian dress, you got to take that hat off. But if you're not in civilian dress. Okay. Oh, okay. Those
5: okay. Okay. are
0: the rules. All right, there's the rules. We got the rules. <laughs> got it. Got the rules. Good to know. All right, that is great to know. Yeah. I was never a hand over heart guy for the national anthem. I'm hands, I'm kind of hands Mm -hmm. down at the side. But every once in a while, I will feel obligated to do hand on heart with who I'm standing next to. Mm. Because if it's like four people, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. full on, and I'm just like sitting there like this, and there's a random photo taken, the natural thing is going to be, Who the fuck's this asshole? (laughs) Right there. What's he doing? Literally to his left and his right, they're telling him what the fuck Mm -hmm. to do. It's like, well, is this the Pledge of Allegiance? What the fuck is it? I don't... Did, has that always been a, I don't know if that's a, here it is
3: so it says if you're in civilian dress stand at attention remove your hat with your right hand hold it over the left side of your chest with your right hand over your heart if you're not wearing a hat place your right hand over your heart in either case stay in position until the music stops is this for military yeah, personnel or humans part. this is military customs and courtesies but this is talking about if you're in civilian dress uh, like, but that, I think I right. think you as are as military
0: mil- personnel correct right? yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So that's not
3: me hey you get it yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Can family you just, right yeah go
2: sure. to the chapter where it says yeah. uh, blasting Bruce Spring
1: bernstein's born in the usa from your cell phone while the anthem is being sung in that the says arena. uh
3: if you are in the continental u.s you don't have to do it in alaska or hawaii you have to do it a hundred percent of the time
1: okay because that was happening
8: in a suite around us that's awesome
1: well really we can't
0: we can't say much because we have four different tvs on in our suite and they were all the loudest tvs i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <Yeah>, you're <were> a <laughs> national them. anthem no when the national anthem, when the national anthem was on it's not of the national anthem no it was a I think, like, uh, Boomer Sims was doing a full <laughs> breakdown yeah. in the back, and then I think there was another situation that happened on NFL Network as yeah. that national anthem was going, like, all right, let's wrap it up or whatever. So the stadium was quiet, and you only hear those TVs? <laughs> they were singing. Christian Singer was singing the national oh, anthem. No. She was so good. <laughs>
3: so so good. good, by the way. like You said top five. Legit. Top
0: five I've ever heard.
3: High praise. What
0: would I've you have done if she them. stopped and goes, what is that noise? That's... <laughs> Literally, as we are standing there, there was a big, big pop off of one of the shows behind us. And I sinked <laughs> the suite next to us. I saw them all react to it. I'm like, oh, here we go. Opportunity to talk, I guess. And uh, they did not, though. They were a little bit like, where's oh, that? No. Are people yelling right now? I was like, oh, no, it's the four fucking TVs they have on there. Loud as hell. we got to look for that next time. But the Bruce Springsteen blasting out of the one suite a couple down was... A nice little touch of national anthem. <laughs> yeah.
5: awesome. As
0: you're listening to it, it's like, oh, that's a boom
5: in the, the U.S. Oh,
0: <laughs> It's like, oh, my God. Over here, a little patriotic boner overload. Love what you guys are doing. All right. So I don't have to do the heart thing. Okay? No, no, I'm not in the military. Actually, it's a stolen valor if you're out there. You could or argue. You, and you're not in it.
3: You could argue that it is. Yeah. Big time. I'll keep digging. I'm fine. I'm sure.
0: You said a lot in your maybe voice there, so we don't know what's real it's and what isn't. True is. it's
1: civilian protocol.
0: Uh, Mike Tomlin continued to chit chat about the Buffalo Bills because it's a big time game this weekend. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's first game is going to be a potential problem with Jordan Poyer on the hunt for 12. 12- picks this season if he does we will donate a million dollars to uh, jordan poyer foundation i believe that has been officialized 12 would be the record for the safety position in one season he has four on track for 17 if he gets 12 we'll donate a million he's cool dude he was on here yesterday had a sprained foot did the uh toe exercises Mm, to get back on the field missed the miami game they felt it. He's back. They're back. They also brought in a guy who's a two-time Super Bowl champion, two different programs. Mm-hmm. That person, Vaughn Miller, was asked about Mike, or by Mike Tomlin to explain basically why Von Miller is Vaughn Miller. And Mike Tomlin had an incredible answer that you know we're going to love about halfway through this when he starts chit-chatting about the reality of the situation.
1: What do you think it is about Vaughn
7: Miller that's allowed him to be so <laughs> consistent for so long through age and injury? He's Vaughn um, Miller. You know, um, some guys are aliens visiting from another planet, you know, um, and that's just the reality of it. Man, in the National Football League, man, you got to respect all these guys, right? They're all freaky. Um, but some guys are even freaky in our setting. And he's just one of those guys. He always has been since he came out of A&M moving and changing and running like a corner. Um, <laughs> he needs no endorsement from me his resume is his resume um,
1: it is what it is kudos
7: <laughs> to Vaughn Miller tip of the cap to Miller.
1: Here's and, the Miller
7: and, and I'll say this um, we talk about his talents often uh, but this guy is a scientist um, he works at his craft um, he encourages trains others to do so that are like him that um, edge rush summit and things that that he's a critical component of I got a lot of respect for I spent a week with him um, in Orlando when we coached the Pro Bowl and just to see the professional and scientific approach that he takes to his craft, um, even in a setting like that. Um, that guy was the reason we won that Pro Bowl game. You know, I know we don't spend a lot of time talking about the outcomes of Pro Bowl games, but, man, Von Miller took over that Pro Bowl game and, and, and gave us all quality checks, man, and we appreciate his efforts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the hell out of him. I like the fact that Vaughn Miller gets respect from everybody because everybody in football knows how great he is. What makes him so dynamic? I guess it's that line that he's a... Uh, He's a pass rusher who can move like a corner and always yep. been able to do it. Him talking to us last week about he's trying to play the game like he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's that next level shit, right? That just different aliens have within the NFL.
6: Obviously, he got those alien like physical gifts, but like Mike Mike T said, man, what he brings to the game from the mental side—that's what separates him. And, and it's crazy that he's still doing it at this level. You know, a lot of people saw that deal, saw that contract, and like wow, you know, but now you see why. And and he was one of those guys where as a defensive player. When your offense on the field, you're up. You're standing up on the sideline. You're watching. You're like, okay, let me see. Let me see what 58 or now 40, what he's doing out there. And it's, it's, uh, it's special. Game breaker, Week in and week out, he's a game worker, Somebody got a circle.
0: They talked a lot of shit about him when he signed that deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's washed. He's this. Uh-huh. He's that. Yep. Uh, he's turned out to yep. be quite a weapon for the Buffalo Bills here early. <laughs> We're about to be joined by a man who became a head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles last season. It seemed as if the organization was on fire, burning from within. This dude was able to get them back on track to make the playoffs. They did not win in the playoffs, but still made the playoffs. This season, they're the only team that remains undefeated for the entirety of the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, a man with the dog mentality, Paisano, Coach Siriano. Yeah! What's up coach?
8: Hey, thanks for having me, guys.
0: Hey. You're fucking awesome, dude. You know that. I want to cuz I I did not encounter you with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I knew you were there. Then you leave, you go to Philadelphia, you get the head coaching job, and everybody I've talked to has been so excited for your success, and everybody knew it was coming. When you get your head coaching, you know, opportunity for the first time with Philly, And that press conference was terrible. I think you would even admit that looking back. But when you get that head coaching gig for the first time, like, what's your mentality? Could it have gone any better than it already has? You seem to have turned an organization completely around, Coach.
8: You know, this organization is unbelievable as far as the people in this building. Uh, You know, we got a great support staff. And I wasn't like any other head coach that came in the first year in the sense of, like, who has four guys on the offense and defensive line that have been there for 10 years with Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, right? Uh, and, and Fletcher Cox, right? So I was, I was able to come into place, and and we know, you guys know. I mean, you win football games because you're, you're good on the offensive and de- defensive line. So I had, a, I had a much smoother transition, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just excited to be here in, in Philadelphia and, and look to keep building on what we've been doing.
0: Were you worried that you were going to have to change it all? You know, because you make some metaphors that are fucking fantastic. <laughs> hey, listen, whenever you're just, like, comfortable enough, especially in a city like Philadelphia, you know, because if you think about the Eagles fans – They have their first Super Bowl of 50 years or whatever. There's fans actually eating horse shit in the parade, (laughs) losing their mind. (laughs) There's statues going up. And then just a couple years later, now there's probably a lot more from within, and there's no reason to dive into that with you. You're the head coach. You weren't there. But from looking inside the building, it's like then everything just got ruined so quickly. And there was like potential fights on a field and disarray. Then you come in and it felt like you never wavered from who you were. You know, you were not going to speak about things in a cookie cutter fashion. Did you ever feel any pressure that you were going to have to change and adapt to being a head coach and speaking in the same bullshit ways that every other head coach talks in? You know what I mean? You know what re- I'm saying by that? You know,
8: you, yeah, I do Pat. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't. I, 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 some of the best advice I got was be yourself because if you're not yourself, Everyone's gonna see through it. Not most importantly, the freaking players are gonna see through if you're not yourself, right? And they'll see through it like that, right? And so, and then, right, the 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 whole community will. Everybody will see through it. So I I just was myself, and I, I just continue to be myself. Um and if that's saying some crazy shit like with with the flower analogy and stuff like that then then whatever I got to do to get my point across I'm gonna do if that show a video if that's have analogy um you know our guys get it I got great captains I got great guys on this football team they they understand and they and sometimes they can sort through my bullshit story and figure it out uh, themselves of what I'm trying to get across
0: yeah the messaging is the same you're just doing it in your own way and I think that's the most important part and being authentic you're 100 percent right as you were saying if I wasn't me, everybody who will tell the fucking locker room immediately going to be like, well, this guy, he's a stooge. We are not, we're not listening to this guy. It feels like your team has fully bought into your message. The only team left undefeated, and that's a curse, obviously. There's only been one team in the history of the NFL that's been able to do it. It's very difficult. You're going to run into adversity. You fucking know it. All that stuff's going to happen. But you have had this mighty success. And I think a lot of it is Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, we can dive into AJ Brown being brought in on draft night and the defense being like, you know, ball hawks all over the place and dogs everywhere. But the question going into the season was, will Jalen Hurts be able to be a guy in the NFL long term like he was at Alabama, like he was at Oklahoma? What is it about Jalen, you think, from your point of view, last year to this year, that is like cementing him as a guy that people are talking about, this motherfucker might win the MVP, dude. That, that going into the season, is, is Jalen Hurts a guy? Now it's like, is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the season? What have you seen from your quarterback that makes you go like, yeah, this is our guy?
8: Well, I know which one thing you want me to say. He's a dog. Yeah, yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, yeah, he is. Isn't he? Let me let me tell you. Fucking dog. Love it, dude. Let me tell you why I think that and what I what I think dog mentality is. Dog mentality is truly, and I know you. I've heard a couple clips. People show me some clips of what you guys portray. What I think dog mentality is, But dog mentality really is, to be. In the moment that you're in now, and not worry about what happened in the past, not worry about what's going to happen in the future. It's all about our process and about being here today to make sure we're going to about to go one and no this week. That's it. And so, how, let me give you some examples of Jalen Hurts and and who he is as a football player. He makes an unbelievable, he makes maybe one of the best plays I've ever seen a quarterback make on his feet against New Orleans last year. We've all seen that. People around Philadelphia are going to be playing that for the next 30 years. And he runs for a touchdown, puts us up 40 to, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it was, 40 to 23. And uh, he has this look on his face like, I'm ready to go do it again. Yeah. Right. He has this play against the Washington football team last year where he fumbles the football, right? He fumbles the football. We go down 10-0. I'm screaming in his face. I mean, I'm right, I'm right here screaming in his face, and guess what his face looked like? The same thing he looked like when we were in New Orleans and he made that run. Then we go to Washington. <laughs> we go to Washington, and the damn bleachers almost fall on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bleachers collapse yeah. and almost fall on him, and same damn luck. Same damn look. And so that's who he is and, that, and it, he doesn't, he doesn't get too up he doesn't, he doesn't ride right we, right we, there's such a wave of the season oh, yeah. in, in the NFL and, and if you can't ride it, right? because we play once a week, so everyone's looking for things to talk about that week, you lose, it's over. you win, you're the best team ever. And so uh, he he knows how to stay steady, and that's a great thing that, for your for your captain of your football team, and the leader of your football team, and the quarterback of your football team to have.
0: Yeah, very mature. It sounds like, and he had to be. I mean, he went obviously Alabama went through a lot there, wins there, goes through a lot, goes to Oklahoma, same situation. Draft day, this guy can't do it. I mean, there is just it feels like he is a wise man way beyond his years as are you. Now, when you think about the future of the Philadelphia Eagles and you said they'll be running that Jalen Hurts clip uh for 30 years from now. Hey, we're You're there forever, huh? Like, that's you have to have that mindset as the head coach? Like, do you feel like you're the perfect head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles? Because it feels like the (laughs) team that you have is the perfect representative of the city of Philadelphia. And I might be wrong. I'm from Pittsburgh, so the Johns are going to judge me for that. But it does feel like the dog mentality of the team that you put together is the perfect representation of the city that is Philadelphia, and you're having success. Do you feel like this is home? And how, how quickly was that comfort level with the city of Philadelphia, which can obviously be known as a pretty fiery place
8: you know i love the passion that this city has and how much it cares about football right i've been i've been at some places where you had to do crowd noise when you were playing at home right and so and that sucks right and so like a a, a city like philadelphia where you have such an unbelievable advantage when people come in here. Um, as far as you know, it's going to be hard to communicate as an offense here. And so, like, I love the passion of the city and and how much uh, they care about football because I care about football. I, I love football. I don't have a lot of hobbies. Um, and and my biggest hobby is, is football. And so, like, and that's <laughs> the way the city is as well. And then it's like, I believe our team, led by those those offense and defense linemen, are mean. Nasty, what? physical, what? right? And, and that's, and that's what we want to be, right? We want to be a mean, nasty, physical team. And that's what we based our identity on last year when we got it rolling. And I think that's what we're seeing that we are now. But with all that being said, this is a close city or pardon me, a close team, um, that, that loves each other and wants to be around each other. So we know we, we, we connect and when we're physical and that's what we want to bring to the table each week,
0: a tight knit group that'll beat the hell out of you. Hell That's yeah. a
1: tough squad to beat. And yeah. it seems
0: like you have it figured out. Connor has a question for you here, coach. Go ahead, Connor.
1: Yeah, coach, I believe you got Jason Kelsey two kegs of beer to bring him back to the team this Wyatt. year. Were there any other options that you were thinking of getting for him? And when you guys traded for AJ Brown, did you get him any gifts? Maybe a dog perhaps to kind of <laughs> embody that mentality? <laughs>
8: I, def- I definitely got uh, Jason Kelsey the-, the kegs of beer, and, uh, and I know he enjoyed those. Uh, I was just trying to sweeten the deal of, of him coming back, and uh, you know what? As-, as long as I'm the football coach here, I want him here, so I- I'm-, I'm ready to give as many kegs of beer to him next year and the year after that and the year after that what? because that guy is a dog. Yeah. That guy's yeah. awesome. He is. And, uh, he's awesome. He's one of the smartest football players I've ever been around. Not only is he the toughest guy, I- one of the toughest guys I know or the toughest guy I know. He's one of the most intelligent football players I've ever been around um, of setting the table for everybody and, and knowing, you know, getting everybody on the same page on offensive plays.
0: He's nimble, too. We, we've watched some clips of him pulling. Yeah. You guys always have him pulling everywhere with your run game. That is awesome to watch unfold your run game, especially with Jalen being the weapon he is that is like kind of – commanding the bum-ass safeties and linebackers Uh to have to respect him on the option every single time. But he's so nimble at his age. Do you have a guesstimation on how long he's playing? Is he just going to play forever, you think, with Jason Kelsey?
8: Ah uh, shoot! I hope so. Yeah. Uh, you know how I feel. I, I hope so. But uh, I got. You know what I got to do probably is because he is so nimble. I probably got to get him a couple carries. Right, yeah. Steichen mm-hmm. and I got to get him in the backfield. Report is eligible, and then give him a couple carries. Maybe a screen. Maybe a dive. I, I don't know. We're we're gonna have to do something. Maybe that's like maybe that's my gift to him this year instead of the keg and, and sweeten the deal that maybe maybe he'll give him come back.
0: Could you imagine him lining up at fullback or oh, running yeah. back? Everybody would be going bananas. He'd be thinking This
8: city would be going nuts. No, no, oh, my God. Then he give a speech
0: in that big fucking costume. Uh-huh. And Then he'd be hammered drunk. I love him. If you listen to his new podcast with his brother, it's very good. called New Heights. Uh,
8: I, get, I get clips of it every once in a while, and I, and I, and I, and I really enjoy it, uh, what I'm hearing. I have not listened to it. I need to put it on on one of my trips home uh, yeah. and listen to it. Your only hobby is football. I forgot.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? If we're not watching football, more film football, getting I'm better. Guy. Darius Butler has a question for you, Coach. Hey,
6: Coach, man, you talked about your leaders uh, multiple times in the interview. Tell me a little bit about big play Slay as a captain this year and what he brings to the table that, you know, most of us don't see.
8: Yeah, you know, this is Slay's first time being a captain And which actually shocks me because he is one of the best leaders on this football team, and that's why you know that's why the guys voted him captain. You know, not only is he a great football player who's able to you know take a a guy out of the game and not let him uh, you know get started, um, whether that's you know just him covering him one on one the whole game or just him lining up there and the fear that he that he creates uh, to that guy. Um, But he's also just he you know he's always trying to help the younger guys, and there's nothing in him that's saying. Oh, this guy's coming out for my job. No, he, he, all he cares about is that this team gets better and better and better. So, you know, we had to play Zach McPherson last week. Slay got a little ding last week and we, and we had to play his backup and, Everything that Slay – Slay's not holding any coaching points back from Zach. He's getting him as much ready as he possibly can, um, you know, to be the player that, that Zach can be. And so – and you see that every day with Slay. He cares about the community. He cares about his teammates. And the other thing with Slay is, like, when we signed James Bradbury, who's been a great addition oh, – yeah. a great addition by Howie and, and his staff – um the person that was the most excited about it was slay um and so that's who, that's who he is uh you know not only a great player great teammate great person um and that's why he's a, a leader and a captain of this football team
0: what's your relationship like with howie there you just talked about him and how good their team has done obviously they've invested they've gone all in it felt like from ownership all the way down what is your relationship with the, uh with them like and what was the expectation going in was it always the way it is now or did it kind of have to grow
8: Yeah, you know Howie's awesome to work with. Um, We we talk about everything. Um, I'm, you know, I talked about the offensive line I came in with and the defensive line that I came in with and why my transition. You know, besides the opening press conference, uh, why my transition was pretty smooth (laughs) in and besides the two and five start. But (laughs) Howie's a big part of that. Howie's a big part of that because I think when you see a lot of organizations, the head coach is coming in with the GM and they're both they're both they're both going about their same, the first year, the same time. Like, and they're trying to learn. I I got a guy who's been doing it for 15 years that has been in this building in this city for 20 years that it can help me navigate through everything and work together to put the best product on the field. Um, so, but as far as the expectation, um, you know, my expectation from the day I got here was like, I'm in the NFL. Like I, I, we got to win. I don't care what we think about what's going to happen. We got to win. And so, you know, and then like your Philly, you know, and the radio and the first first part what I was here was like, this is a rebuilding year, and they're going to have a rebuilding year here. And so then we're in the – let me tell a quick story. Yes, we're please. in the first <laughs> preseason games, second preseason game. We played Pittsburgh first, and then we played New England. And all I'm hearing is rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. That's not my mindset, but I'm hearing everybody say rebuild, 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 whatever. We're getting our we are getting our ass kicked in this preseason game. Uh, Belichick is taking it to us, and it's halftime, and we are getting booed like you've never been. I, I, I was like, we're getting booed like so. The expectation may have been. Uh, you know that this was a rebuild year, but the people of Philadelphia let me know very quickly in my first year. There's no rebuild here in Philadelphia.
0: You starting two and five is hilarious that you said that in there because mm-hmm. you've obviously thought of that. Yeah, things but things are real good now. We're undefeated, boys. <laughs> yeah. Let me take you back to two and five last year. I was getting fucking booed out of the grocery store. Yeah, it is. Uh, Philadelphia, you you want to have those passionate fans? I mean, honestly, I got a damn
8: I got a damn flower thrown at me. Right, <laughs> a, oh, yeah. a, f- a flower remember. chucked down. We lost to the Chargers. Boom, flower chucked down. Um, So, hey, that that
0: happens. Hey, how's your little manure settling in? That's what that person, that's literally what that John said as they were throwing that John at you. They were like, how's the manure and how's the flowers coming, coach? And here we are now. It feels like you guys are in a great spot. What is your messaging to the team now? It's a lot harder to coach an undefeated team, right? That's what they say. It's a lot harder whenever you're having success than it is when you have your failures because there's a lot to motivate from when you aren't doing good. What's your messaging now? How are you talking to them?
8: I actually think, you know, I, I went to Mount Union, uh, and that's a small Division three school in Ohio, and my, my time there, uh, my five years there, because it took me five years to graduate. I, I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, <laughs> It, we were sixty six and two, and my in, in five years we Pretty won good. three national championships. There, that's not bad. And uh, so Larry <laughs> Karras, Larry Karras, my my coach, uh, who is the greatest coach of all time, and I and I've set, I, I talk to him still. He still mm-hmm. gives me advice. He, I called him last week about the wind, how to play in the wind and the rain, and just some some other reminders. He was great about that. You know, he was great about you know he coached us even harder when we won. He coaches even harder when we won, and so like I'm I'm blessed that I came up in that sit and that and like a, a program like that that knows how to you know ha, how to handle success. So I actually think it's easier to coach guys harder when you're winning. Uh, I think it's way easier. I think it's way easier. Now that doesn't mean you got to – Like we got to make sure like. our our thing again I know dog mentality okay is this right no matter what situation you're in you're thinking about what the day right and so that if you're two and five, if you're five and two, if you're down fourteen nothing like we were last week or up fourteen nothing, just be right there and just be right there and control what you can control and go through the process here and like all right you made a great play great dog mentality make it make it again uh do what you did. You made a shitty play, do it uh, you know don't do it again. (laughs)
0: opposite right
8: so um you know the message is just stick to the process of of why we've gotten to this spot and uh keep working like crazy um and good things are going to happen
0: hey coach i love to hear that it's probably easier to get everybody to buy into not that it ever isn't because it feels like you have a relationship with all your players but whenever it's working too it feels like everybody's like, all right we'll fucking do this we'll do this we'll do this we'll do this it's working do we like this yes is life better right now Yes, let's continue to do this and continue to have success. And I don't know how often this has happened to you, but there's another coach that wants to talk to you. Uh, coach Sirianni, your question for Coach Sirianni.
2: Coach, it's great to finally uh, be able to talk to you. I feel like I know you just as good as I know myself. We've we've talked a lot about dog mentality today. I want to tell you what dog mentality means to me. Okay. It's, you know, having more bite than you have bark. It's being ferocious and vicious. It's playing in a parking lot like Vince Papali, if necessary, doing all these little things we need to do to prepare to win a game. But my question for you is, do you know right away if a guy has dog mentality and if he doesn't have dog mentality, is there anything you can do to kind of bring that dog mentality out of him?
8: Dog mentality is a prerequisite of getting on this football team, so we try like crazy to figure it out, to figure out the toughness, the mental toughness, the physical toughness that a guy has in the draft process or in the free agency process. And so we're working like crazy. Does that mean everybody have it, no? And if they don't, you just got to get them around Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Brandon Graham for a minute, and they'll and they'll turn them into some they'll, they'll turn them into some dogs.
2: Love hearing that. Uh, speaking of the draft process, I know one of the things we really love to do to kind of test the guy's competitive juices is maybe have him make a couple of shots on a mini basketball hoop or play <laughs> Rochambeau or Rock, Paper, Scissors. I have a proposition for you. Maybe give away you know, some money to fans of the show. Do you maybe want to play best two out of three, Rock, Paper, Scissors, Coach first coach. If you win, we will give $500 to 15 people who retweet this video. If I win, we'll give... Ten people, five hundred dollars, who retweet this video, as long as they put their Cash App in the tweet as well.
8: I want to play no matter what because I want to compete. But you're telling me I don't have to. I don't have to donate shit. You no, don't. You don't have no. to donate shit. Let's we go. will be yeah, donating everything. Yeah, you don't have to Come donate
0: on. a single thing. It'll all be us. Now listen, this isn't. You're not shooting
2: on the third hit. No, it's no, boring. it's rock paper scissors, and then we're shooting that, John.
8: <laughs> so rock paper scissors we say shoot or we just throw it
2: uh your call coach would you like to say shoot
8: Let, can we say shoot that's how i'm used to well, let's it
2: we'll say shoot
8: that's how you play in western that's how western new york that's how you do it right outside kind of right outside of uh erie pennsylvania that's uh-huh. how you do it okay
2: uh, before best place to get cheesesteak in philadelphia before we start
8: Ooh. I'm going to sound like a Taurus. Um, don't say Gino's don't, your
2: past, coach. Don't say right. Gino's your past. You know what? I'm going
8: to go with the people at the cafeteria right here. Uh, okay. James and his crew in the cafeteria, they make, they make a damn good uh, cheese cheesesteak. Cheese that's
2: dog mentality. Try Sandro's if you haven't tried it. <laughs> okay. All right, you ready to go? Yeah. All right. Rock, paper, paper scissors. scissors.
8: Shoot. Shoot. Oh you
2: what got you scissors, scissors, scissors. scissors. What yeah, we're the same person. Okay. we both through, <laughs> both three scissors. Okay. Right. <laughs> rock, rock, paper,
1: paper, scissors, scissors shoot. Shoot. Mm, oh <laughs> so, so rock. Damn
8: it. All right. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors,
2: shoot. Same name. Scissors again. Scissors again. Scissors again. Paper. Rock. Paper. Scissors.
8: Shoot. Shoot. Oh! oh, I think
2: you might have hey, rock there, hey, but hey. you got no
8: idea what I'm going to do because you're like, uh, there's no way he's throwing scissors again. Come on, baby.
2: <laughs> okay. Hey, this is game seven here. Rock, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh. Scissors again. He threw scissors again, so did I.
1: <laughs> rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot.
0: Oh, oh, you guys are the same. It's never going to Okay.
2: Right. Hey, this is for fifteen Rock. or ten. Paper, Paper. Paper. Scissors. scissors, shoot!
5: shoot. Oh! oh,
2: dog mentality! I got dog mentality,
0: coach. What can I tell you? <laughs> hey, that was awesome. Appreciate Here you guys. Coach. Thank you, coaches. Thank you, coach.
3: Thank you, coaches. Thank you, coaches.
0: Now, since uh, this uh, coach Sirianni lost, only ten winners. Uh,
3: <laughs> so
8: sorry it's
5: all
3: he's done more research
0: on you sorry
8: guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh coach thank you so much for your time i know you're very busy on this glorious wednesday good luck with preparation for the arizona cardinals and good luck the rest of the way
8: hey thanks a lot thanks for having me on guys no you're the best
0: ladies and gentlemen pies on here coach
5: ladies
4: and gentlemen aj
5: how
4: are you pal Well, I got to see all of Sirianni, both Siriannis, and I I found it. I wasn't really sure who to root for in the rock, paper, scissors game, honestly. I didn't really know. I I don't know who I was pulling for. Well,
0: for the people, you should have been rooting for Philadelphia coach Sirianni, Mm -hmm. you know, because 15 winners instead of 10 winners. But I think after talking to him, I love that guy. If he was on this stage, I think he'd be able to, like every day, I think Sirianni would be able to post up right here every single day on this show if he had to, and I think that's why his players love him and that's why he's having Mm -hmm. success, to be honest with you. Don't you
4: think, AJ, after listening to him? I love that fucking guy now. Oh, I mean, yeah, think of like any, just think of a, a, a current NFL head coach on a team that's undefeated right now sat here and had a conversation in a Rochambeau match with a guy that's impersonating him and usually doesn't put him in the best light when he does. What's that all about? It's gotten, it's gotten better over the years, mate. Over the last year, maybe it's gotten more positive, but still, we address credit to He's I, the man.
0: I addressed the opening press conference. Yeah. yeah. Had right to. Yeah. He addressed the opening <laughs> press conference as well later, and in a, maybe not after the first press conference. And after you go two and five, he was, you know, you saw him reminiscing through what life was like when he was getting booed in the second preseason game in Philadelphia during the media calling a rebuild year. And he was like, the people of Philly, I don't think they got that message. I don't don't know if anybody told Philadelphia people that this was a rebuild year. We're going to have to win now. They make the playoffs. It was at that point when that team started turning. I do believe we started treating them out. If we would have known him, I think we would have been nice to him long before. For sure. Did you hear that guy talk? Hey, hear him talking? He was like, the fucking, uh, the captains, they get my message, and they translate it to everybody. through the bullshit. Yeah, they send through the bullshit. It's like, this guy's awesome. And he was talking about authenticity, and if you are anybody but yourself, everybody's going to notice it, and they're not going to react to it. Like, everything he's saying, I'm like, yeah, this guy gets it, right? This guy gets it, it seems like.
4: Yeah, he he absolutely gets it. And he knows, like, yeah, he's authentic. He's himself. He's not scared of that. And yeah, people may have to sift through some of it. Maybe early on, can you imagine guys that come in maybe four years from now? And he's like, they're like, wait, what? What does this mean? They're like, hold on, hold on. And he even probably tells them, hey, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, young guys, get with the older guys. They'll get you squared away. Hey, so we're planting a seed, all right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, just like a
0: green at a golf course, you have to aerate the grass to get the seed into the ground. Right now, we're aerating the green, okay, because we want to have smooth putts later. So we're currently rolling it. We're beating it up actually we're making it worse right now so that later life is even better and that's what our team is that's why we're going through a hard training camp. you got to beat down our team so that our putts are smoother later and if you don't know what that means ask one of the fucking older guys mm-hmm. it's a great metaphor <laughs> yeah it's always like it Perfect. is like he, he has to do a lot of that stuff you know and i enjoy the hell out of it you know what else i enjoy uh, aj hawk what would that be I enjoy the hawk house a lot, dude. Mm. I enjoy the hawk house a lot. I've been using it every morning. It's been perfect for me. It's been great for me. And it feels like everything that we got in there, aside from the cardio equipment, which I guess we got fucked on. Yeah, well, I guess we just got completely fucked out of or whatever. A, uh, other than that, though, everything's amazing. I appreciate your effort and Schlegel's effort in there. Yeah, here. thank you.
4: There's one or two more little things I want I to try to sneak in there. But I'll, yeah, we'll see.
0: I was doing some ice split squats this morning. You know what I mean? Really? Some military. I'll tell you
4: what. I like doing that, like old school lat pull down machine. It has the low row two attachment. If you sit down on the ground, I just that felt good. I was getting some reps in Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm as sophisticated as everybody else in weight rooms. I just want to be able to do the shit that I can do, and mm-hmm. please make me look stronger and more jobs, <laughs> You know, please,
6: everybody so right? Squats, so no, that's that's for real. That's good for the legs. Yeah, yeah. Kettlebells?
0: Ha- hammy? No kettlebells yet. I mean, maybe next week or the week after. Okay. I, I used to do those. That used to be a mm-hmm. thing. I would do a lot, and I would add weight. I'm not the point now. Actually, leg was shaking today. Uh, Had to I, fucking I shaking leg in the back. You, you split it's good. Squat.
4: It's normal. Split
0: squat is this bad boy right mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
4: It's This right here feels good. You get a good stretch on like your hip oh. flexor, groin. It's here. one of these, and you're
0: supposed to keep your knee like yeah. six inches off the ground or whatever. And my pants are a little bit too tight to be doing it properly. You're supposed to be completely square on there. My back leg was fucking <laughs> like <laughs> I was taking a pass set this morning <laughs> on both legs. Uh, I love the hawk House. Love the Thunderdome. You know, travel to this place is so much better for basically Woo. all of us, other than Boston Connor and one other person. Love the amenities, love the opportunities. Love the fact that our show is taking quite a turn today, AJ. You know why? What happened? We have a new cast member. Really? Ooh. Uh-oh. Everybody's talking about you know us changing and the show changing and evolving Uh, uh, everything's better in your life at this place but i like the old shitty place (laughs) and we appreciate that we did too we had great times there but it was the right time to get out of there for everybody and although this place is nicer we will certainly take our time and do our best and beat the shit out of it okay just like the last place and we'll be able to find our home but Everybody was wondering, what's, what's that mean for the show? You know, we got NFL footage. We have these breakdowns. We have these segments. Like, I feel like I'm getting better and smarter at football, which oh, is yeah. great. It's awesome. Uh, but we're adding a new cast member. Had to do it. Actually, these, the boys didn't even know about it until I kind of sprung oh. it on them, didn't I? No yeah. clue. No yeah. idea. <clears throat> I said, congratulations, boys. Got somebody new on the show. <laughs> I like Whoa. the new cast And uh, that wasn't the initial response. You know, the initial <laughs> response was a little bit worried. You know, what you think you just plug and place anybody here? Yeah. I said, yeah, I think I can. Pretty just sure. But this one right here, I think I could just fucking figure out who can fit and who can't fit. You know that, AJ?
4: Who is it? Phil Mickelson.
0: Jesus.
2: What is that about?
0: I'm wow. trying.
4: I'm trying to run through names in my head. It would be, be awesome. If bring it was. a different. You that's know, a good different be a good kid Phil Mickelson would certainly be
0: an interesting story, especially now and then everything we've heard about him in the past.
3: Right. Well, he hasn't been sick in 12 years since he started drinking coffee. Well, that's because yeah.
0: he also has that coffee stuff that doesn't have the jitters somehow. Right. He has yeah. the ability to put a bunch of shit in his coffee. Not mayonnaise like Will Levis at Kentucky, sure. mm-hmm. but he puts a bunch of other shit in his coffee and there's no jitters. Yeah. But there's a lot of shit to talk about with Phil Mickelson. We we're not able to afford Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. with this particular deal. Nope. Uh, maybe the next one. Will maybe be the next day,
5: one.
1: Clean money, at least.
0: So in an attempt to ruin the chemistry of this show, mm-hmm. I've decided to add another member. And I was told this by a couple college football fans with college game day. They say, best way to ruin an ingredient <laughs> is to fucking ruin a recipe mm-hmm. and add something. Well, I'm doing a lot of that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a fucking robot. We have a robot. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> this thing right in front of the stage, right here, is a robot. This thing is designed and put together by fucking space rocket scientists. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the most sturdy things of all time. And this particular robot that is to be named by somebody on the internet. Okay. Name our robot has added quite, quite a new angle for us to have. Mm-hmm. This is just one of the shots that this. This fucking robot can do. Whoa. What? 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 It's moving. It's sliding. Go wide. Go wide. Go wide. Go wide. Is it sliding? Go back to it. Boom.
4: Look at this thing. (laughs) Look at this thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) AJ, what are we doing? Who's controlling that? Is Eddie controlling that? AI. AI. Yeah, so it actually had to get... Sweet Blake. Lambda.
0: It's not Sweet Blake. It's not Lambda.
4: Not yet.
0: It actually had to get coded in there this morning. There's (laughs) numerous Hey. Hey, how you doing?
4: Hey, that's sweet. He's on the track. The whole oh, yeah, yeah. the track tra- mover is always right there.
0: Uh, track will be there, so that's going to have to be a thing. Um Certainly didn't leave enough room. Yeah, I can only
1: shoot baskets this way now, away from the robot. No, no,
0: we're going to put something over top of the robot. you yeah. oh, sure okay. like Fuck it. But we only have like one or two presets for this thing thus far. We will be able to add like ten or more, I guess. Ooh,
3: that one angle that I just saw is kind of like watching a sitcom it's pretty sweet yeah yeah, yeah. go to yeah. that go to that side one there
0: let me tell you <laughs> about what's going on
3: <laughs> are you jerry hey. seinfeld that's pretty yeah, good yeah.
0: sitcom yeah it's yeah, like when
3: kramer had his own set on seinfeld yeah diva sweet. look how cool
0: you look aj yeah, you look guys at you. love kramer sweet all right relax aj, right.
3: AJ look at you <laughs> fucking shit is dope it is yeah. yeah
0: yeah so we'll be able to work that in there how sure. will it be used who knows will we break it probably
6: Impossible. But
0: whenever it's presented, this is like the old intro. What am I supposed to do? Look at something that I can definitely afford and say, What am I supposed to do? That thing goes up and down as well. They're like, we can add this thing in there. And Now, we did not know that this dolly was on the ground. We thought that it was going to be on... Right on the so stage. On the step, turns yeah. out it is not okay. It's too wide to do that. Uh, so I'm sure there was some blueprint that was either misread or misdone. Yeah, but, uh, but, you, but you were protect doing... it, though. All we had to do is put the guardian cap on. That's True. We decided. <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: and you were doing kickflip flips off the stage over the uh, over the rails uh, earlier, which was sweet.
0: Well, actually, yeah. uh, like it was the old days. I put the uh, grinder shoes yeah, that's on, right. and too. I ran up here, <laughs> <laughs> hit a
3: fifty-fifty
0: right on the edge of it. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a white thing. You guys have any of those?
6: No, nah, I had the video game though. Tony Hawk. Oh. There oh, it man. is. Sick.
2: Kareem Campbell. Sick
6: game. I got hey. a friend of the skater too, uh, Mikey Taylor.
2: Well, okay. the guy, he's a good holier guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he when, he, do
0: when he gets on that board, it's like, <laughs> Mitt is our skateboarder here yeah. in wow. the office. He's yeah. like Picasso. He just hit a pool uh, two weeks ago, and it was therapeutic there for a bit.
1: It was. Mm-hmm. And then it
0: became a hospital, right? Broke fucking an ankle four different oh, spots. Yeah. he yeah. yeah. sprained ankle. <laughs> it um, wasn't. Fractured his ankle four <laughs> times honestly he must have fell off the thing like into the was he really
4: skating in a pool he thought there was water in it and he skate jumped park
0: i going yeah. swimming right <laughs> so city. he's a
4: legit skateboarder though well clearly well, sure like it with a photo not.
0: i've never seen the outcome like positive i've seen the photo uh-huh. in what he was sitting on top of which appeared to be something out of tony's pro skater video game mm-hmm. so i thought oh guy must be good yeah to be able to sit in front of that then next day, I see him at stadium where he had to walk at least, I don't know, two, three miles to get to where we were. Full sweat, crutches, walking mm. boot. Spray my ankle. When? Wed. <laughs> when? I thought it was therapeutic. One last run.
8: Yeah, it was one last run, too. And then two
0: nine-year-olds oh, come in with a wheelchair for him because he decided it wasn't smart to walk two miles back or whatever, which it wasn't. He said, oh, I got a doctor appointment tomorrow. Four fractures yeah. mm-hmm. in his ankle. Like, should not be, you should not be walking <laughs> around on your foot, right? Probably should have that thing at least... Elevated a little yeah, bit. Ice. has got to figure it out. Though. That's the life of a skater. You got to be right. tough. Exactly. You to be tough oh, as oh, a skater, right? It's yeah, going to be yeah, dumb. Yeah. You got
3: to be tough. Got to break you go. some bones. Tony's broken some bones.
0: Uh, oh, let's yeah. go through some news stories. Odell Beckham Jr. has responded to responding about. <laughs> playing with Aaron Rodgers. We asked Aaron yesterday about what Odell Beckham Jr. put on the internet about him, you know, looking, making things look effortless and playing with him would be a cheat code. And then Aaron Rodgers basically said, I've been friends with Odell for a long time. We haven't done plants together, which could be a lot of different plants, sure, yes. but we would enjoy doing it. And he, he assumes that he'll have a lot of options. And it's also something he would love to see happen with the Green Bay Packers. More or less, he said that in an entire right. answer. Odell Beckham Jr. saw that answer, and then gave a series of emojis. I believe it was uh, fish pump in the middle. Oh, yeah. Fish pump to the sides. Uh, is that? It's a dance? Is that ears or hands? It's hands, yeah, I think it's. Oh, it open? oh there's it yeah. Type 10? Yeah, catching. Oh, okay, and then is this a uh, hell yeah, hell yeah?
3: I think that's like when you do the clock for catching drills. Oh, so what? that's him catching balls. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh, people. so he's catching
0: balls. Okay, so if, if that is catching balls, which I think we could. He said, it would be sweet to fist bump Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron sends one back. Mm-hmm. I read the playbook. All of a sudden, I'm wide open. Give me the goddamn touchdown. ball. Yeah. Pra- touchdown. touchdown. Everybody's clapping. Touchdown.
5: Everybody's
1: clapping. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, that's exactly- there we go. Wow. So that's,
0: Odell that's Beckham emoji. Jr. literally just said, this is, is how it will go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you in Green Bay. All right. <laughs> go, Pat, Go. Focus.
5: Hell yeah.
0: Uh, I heard um, Swagoo. I believe it was Swagoo. Marcus Spears. He was on our four TV down here yesterday. Sure. And I just so happened to be happening upon that area of the uh, office. And they were talking about Aaron Rodgers talking about Odo Beckham Jr. And Marcus Spears said that the Packers become the Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC. If they get Odo Beckham Jr. Do you believe that Darius? But right now on the spot, we certainly oh. should have prepared you for this question. <laughs>
6: I'm a sorry not, about it. I'm going to stick with my Eagles. I'm going to stick with my Eagles pick. How they're playing the continuity they already have. But I mean, that, that would be a hell of a runner-up, I guess. Isn't
0: yeah. it difficult to say the favorite because, like, as soon as you say the Eagles, we just talked to Sirianni, I don't think they're going to lose another game. <laughs> but I do believe the proper in what Marcus was potentially meaning was could definitely win a Super Bowl, you get Odo Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Like, it becomes much more likely you get Odo Beckham Jr. Do you believe that, AJ? And is that why Aaron's like, unless me and that guy have been friends a long time? It would be great to have him on our team. I feel like he's going to have a lot of options, but it would be great to have him in Green Bay. Do you agree with that? And after how he played last year,
4: I guess, how could you not think that way? I mean, I, I think it's possible Green Bay can win it all without Odell, but I think when, if Odell is there, he goes there for like a late season push, he absolutely can give them like the firepower they need. We know with injuries and everything, and the way they're able to run the ball right now, if they can continue that consistently, you throw Odell into the mix, come on now. Like, here. Good luck. If Odell can sign couple million dollar deals every year
0: with incentives if he dominates to join a team around November, December, and this becomes the Odell sweepstakes. Now, yep. Odell continues, has to continue to play very well.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: If he falls off at all, everybody will kill him for it. Oh, who cares? We're not doing this whole thing. And Odell doesn't care. And not that Odell will fall off. I'm saying if Odell plays like he played last year mm-hmm. and he signs a one-year deal with a team, for whatever week 12 on and they go on a run and he puts up stats and he has an incentive-based contract to make even more money if this becomes a thing in the nfl i'm fucking here for it and i'm incredibly happy for odell beckham jr
2: who knows because of the injury but couldn't you see like if he if let's say the packers do sign him and he has a very similar end of the season like he did last year with the rams isn't there a chance someone gives him another massive contract Mm -hmm. yeah i think so Probably well,
6: incentives it. in there just just because of the injury. But if he comes back and pl- like like you guys said and plays like he played last year, because you look late. What makes season, him
0: harder? What makes him uh, harder to cover?
6: I mean, he got everything, everything: speed, quickness, uh, you know, side long arms, huge hands. Uh, so his catch radius is huge. And you get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, as accurate as he is, um, that'll be damn near unstoppable. If, once again, if Odell comes back healthy, you watch a late film last year of the Rams. Like that safety was actually leaning to Odell's side a lot of times. Even with Cooper Cup on his triple crown type year, he was still controlling that middle of the field safety because of his speed. And obviously we all saw the Super Bowl. He was well on his way to winning that M V P of that game. So um if this knee is constructed correctly this time, I'm not I can see a big deal for him for sure. So
0: Cooper Cup probably experiencing the lack of Odell sure. Beckham Junior as well in that offense, but there's some stats coming out that are pretty alarming. Both around the Los Angeles Rams pass game, and we do this because of what Sirianni talked about. They just lost a game. This team's dead. Okay, <laughs> so that's kind of the way the NFL operates. A wow stat, Ari Mirov, a pro football fo- uh, yep. focus. Yep. Yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> what dude? What? Come on. It's a stat. A wild stat at that is, my sports that, that is a update. Very wild. There's stat. a wide receiver in the NFL who has more receptions through four games and a starting quarterback has completions. Cooper Cup has 42 receptions. Justin Fields only has 34 completions. Eesh. Bonkers to have that going in a week five of a season. Now, we do not have to bury Justin Fields. Everybody else yeah. is doing that. Yeah, it yeah, appears sure. as if he is not good at football right now. Whoa. Will he become good? Who knows? A lot of turnover. Will he be another story of, yeah, but if he had, you know. Right. Which happens in the NFL and it's not cool. Or maybe he does just stink. Maybe. Probably I don't know. I, I think the jury is still out on that particular situation. But the Cooper Cup, he's o- the only one being targeted. <laughs> uh-huh. He's the only one being targeted for that Ramsey. Only one. Yeah. Whenever anything has to happen or any play has to be made, Matthew Stafford is on one guy. Now, I guess that I they're I Scrolling. Scroll. 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 scroll Skronek has like 16 targets or something like that. But on the season, Allen Robinson only has 18 targets, I think, or whatever. Allen Robinson was unbelievable for a very terrible fucking football team in Chicago. For whatever reason, though, McVay isn't doing what he did for OBJ for Allen Robinson, which is like draw up plays for this guy to get involved early and have success. I wonder what that's all about. Diggs, are you correcting my stats?
3: No, no, no. I'm sad. to add on to them. Uh, Cooper Cup has 54 targets, I believe uh is next at 47 but cooper has had 15 14 6 and Mm. 19 targets
0: okay so that's what we saw the other night against the niners where he was only going to cooper cup that was on a prime time national stage game so maybe that's influencing this conversation but the lack of Allen robinson what's that all about you think aj over there why isn't mcveigh doing what he did with obj just a
4: different feeling or a different player or what I mean, I, I, I guess McVay is trying to learn him as a player what he does best, the routes that he likes to run. It takes time, I think, sometimes to learn your players and for the players to learn what the coaches want as well and the quarterback. So that's, I would imagine they'll eventually get on get on pace and, like, you know, he'll he'll get a lot more targets, but I don't know when that might be. D, but yeah. Allen
0: Robinson's still a guy. Why didn't he get the ball? Sean McVay doesn't like him?
4: He's still a guy, but he, he's not Odell.
6: Odell's a guy you can put okay. an X in whatever, literally tell him to route at the line of scrimmage, hey, run a dig here, run a comeback. He's going to create that separation damn near every time. That's not the same with, with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, a very good receiver, but I wouldn't say on the same, um, same level as Odell. But you pay a guy $15 million a year, bring him in, what, 45000000 Like million? got to find a way to get him involved, even if it's putting him on the same side with Cooper Cup, putting him in stacks and letting him get open that way. Um, but they've they got to figure it out. It's odd for him. To only have 18 targets going into week five, like,
0: that that's thats crazy. One touchdown, I think, or – Yeah, uh, so yeah nine yep, just the Falcons. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild thing. What are you going to say, Connor? Well, are they
1: doing, like, the Tyreek Hill treatment where they're putting their number one corner on Allen Robinson and then they're doubling Cooper Cup? And is that why, maybe, because he can't really get open as nah, much?
6: And that was the thing. I, I was talking about his lack of targets, but then when he did get a couple of targets in the San Fran game, like, he was covered. Like, he, yeah. he was locked up. So you do have to create separation and build that trust with a quarterback. Obviously – Stafford only trusts one guy right now, and that's Cup. And then the next guy would be uh, Higby, those guys that have kind of mm-hmm. been there. So maybe you got to start showing up to the 6 a.m. breakfast, get more involved in the game plan. But something, yeah, something, something's got to happen.
0: I don't want to say it's politicking because that puts a negative thing on it, but there is a little bit the networking and, like, you know, building up a little bit of a relationship. Not saying it's not happening, but for whatever reason, that has not gone how any of us. Would have expected going into a season. As you were giving your answer there, I don't know if you saw me like cover my face. There was some breaking news that was relayed through my ear.
1: Oh shit! Oh no! Jonathan Taylor oh. is out. Oh, no. For this
0: Thursday Jeez. night football matchup, the Colts no. ruled out running back Jonathan Taylor ankle for tomorrow night versus the Broncos. That's via Tom Pelissero. Vieira. Oh no!
4: Philip Winsley, call him up. Uh Yep, revenge game.
0: Philip Lindsay actually was interviewed, and he said that he's ready and willing if and when he Mm -hmm. is called upon from Denver, played for the Broncos, obviously had a lot of success there, then for whatever reason didn't get extended, did not stay. Mm -hmm. Now he's in Indianapolis. He and Naheem Hines, let's go ahead and feed and run the shit out of that. Now, if the offensive line continues to do what the offensive line has done, it doesn't fucking matter who you put back there. You could put... Jonathan Taylor back then. <laughs> yeah. And you aren't going to get any yards. I mean, it's just hopefully they're able to make some things happen, but we hope Jonathan Taylor gets incredibly healthy. He has not looked the same at all. I guess his ankle injury is very serious, but oh, man. this Colts team as a whole, I mean, he's missing a game. First practice he's ever missed in his right. entire life was on Wednesday, this past week, yep. last week. First one ever. Jonathan Taylor's like a, he's my heart beating. Yeah. I'm playing football guy. Yeah. Right. But- now he's missing a game that's not normal at all. I'm not happy about it. But Darius, you obviously have ties to the Colts team. Uh, you do and watch a lot of the Colts games. Why do they suck? Will you? Can you please tell me this offensive line is supposed to be fucking good? What happened? It's Honestly, they're not
6: playing assignment football well. That's really what it comes down to. It's not like you know they're they're just devoid of talent. It's just not doing the little things right. Like you said, as talented as this O line is. They're missing simple things, and I'm not, you know, Aq shippy. I don't know all the ins and outs of the old line, but it's simple things, free runners at the quarterback, and then Matt Ryan got to take care of the ball too when he does. Get Nine hit. fumbles. Yeah, that's yeah, way absurd. too many fumbles. Yikes. Uh did a good job in that second <laughs> half, especially like throwing he the ball. Wanna
1: get hit. He's like, take it. I don't want to take it. <laughs> He's playing indoors too. It's not yeah. like it's fucking raining. Now. Yeah, indoors. He got, he got
6: a hold on to that. That tater. wasn't
4: indoors. I yeah,
6: Woods involved, too. Big, 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 big man windy. Woods, Realizing. Naheem Hines. Obviously, now he's, you would expect he's going to get more touches with Jonathan Taylor out. Isn't but,
3: Glowin- um, like Glowinski's gone, Costanzo's gone? It's not the same old line. No, not at all. And I guess the
0: right guard position is potentially a revolving door, both metaphorically and actually on Sundays.
1: Is Ryan yep.
3: Kelly still there? Or yeah,
1: Ryan yep. Kelly's the center. He is. They have their best lineman, just for some reason. Can't fucking block anybody. What's that all about? I don't know. Like, why, why, do you think, why do you think that
0: is? Let's dive a little deeper. Do you think they are potentially at their wits end with having a new quarterback every fucking year? Like, I wonder if that is... Wouldn't you? Do you think it's a little difficult to change the terminology and how somebody wants to do something every single year, especially if you're at the offensive line position, and it's like, hey, we got to change every single year how we do things? I guess some people could frame it as a challenge, you know, like, oh, it I is. Gotta-
4: it is, though. They're getting used to different cadency each year from different quarterbacks. They don't know, like, each quarterback drops and how they move around the pocket. They, they all move a little differently. So like, you have to also learn where he likes to set up, like, what he doesn't like as a quarterback. And the old quarterback may have liked what you used to do. And this guy's like, no, you, I need you to, you know, set a little tighter or whatever it may be. So, yeah, that's, that's part of it, but you better figure it out quick. <laughs> for, yes, I think so, too. Nice. But for a team that's as mature
0: and as paid as it is, There's no continuity. It feels like in the very important pieces of it, and I think we kind of, you know, amidst all of our Carson Wentz is, yeah, Carson Wentz is doing what Carson Wentz does. Chatter. We didn't even really talk about the whole, like just subbing out, you know, quarterbacks. We thought Carson not being a quarterback was good because I can't and my heart can't (laughs) take another fucking year of watching Carson Wentz be in charge of the program. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Love Carson as a person. I think he has incredible football abilities at times, but the way he takes care of said football program that is worth billions and billions of dollars with a lot of fans and everything like that is reckless in my eyes, I, I think personally. Can he change? Maybe. Everybody says no. And uh, it appears as if that is still the case now, but that's neither here nor there. He's going to play uh, good football. So get us another guy. Hey, let's up, it. Let's get a... Let's get us another guy. Hey, we get a good quarterback. We're going to be good. This is just like what the Eagles had, by the way. If Jalen Hurts plays well, they're going to be a good team. The Colts, the natural thought was, we get a quarterback, we're going to be a good team. Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan... Chip on his shoulder. This team wanted Deshaun Watson. This guy wanted to get me the fuck out of here. I'm going to do my thing. And then instead, now, we got a completely disjointed team, it seems like. Nobody appears to be on the same fucking page. Nobody can do their job well. Matt Ryan's fumbling about ball nine times, not completing a lot of fucking passes either. Doesn't look like he's a Navy SEAL or an astronaut on the field. And it's like, what is the deal? Oh, we have zero continuity, it seems like, year in and year out. And how will this end up working? We have no idea, AJ
4: well, yeah, some injuries as well. Obviously, your middle backer, one of the best to uh, to do it, has been banged up, and now he's out this week too, right? Yep. Yes, yeah, broken nose. Question?
0: So, yeah, they Jeez. they didn't report on the nose; they only reported on the concussion.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We were right there. I mean, it happened right in front of us. The first thing we saw was just blood mm-hmm. hitting the Ooh. the field. That the Marvel. Oh, oh. Marvel curse! No, I'm saying they, Spider-Man. Had to go out there mm-hmm. in his little spandex and. <laughs> Stomping Clean all the blood Stomping all the blood out there.
4: Did they did they cart like did they go out there when he was hurt with the trainer, some of the Marvel people? Well, they should have that maybe awesome. now that we
0: think you give us a little rinky dink knockoff fucking iron man. Maybe he'll <laughs> be able to <laughs> put Seriously? it on his face. Mm-hmm. And now what we're talking about? Yeah. I can't believe they rolled out those fucking- <laughs> Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> can't have it. And I then laid an egg I for him. C- him. I cannot believe they rolled that out. Is there any yeah. pictures of
4: this? Any pictures of them? Somewhere. I think you might be a little too hard on these characters. You okay. gotta, I got to see them. Wait, I got to see them. Go to Colts.com. They're too tough on on there.
0: Okay. Well, if that's a tough a job. job, Google, Google Walmart Halloween costume.
4: What's a tough job? Yes, exactly. What's a tough job? What's a tough Being job? Being a Marvel character trying to get the crowd juiced. That's very difficult. Yeah,
0: you're supposed to do it at Times Square, these fucking people. Okay? <laughs> these kid's people, birthday. they're not Yeah, kids' birthdays. I'm not supposed to do it at Lucas Oil Stadium, an NFL fucking game. No, no way. i a vision no. rival. So it's not their fault. You're right. This is just like when we see somebody in a television booth that is terrible at speaking. It's not their fault. Somebody put them there. Nobody should have been putting these fucking Aldi brand Marvel characters in the middle of the $110 billion media rights NFL game. Like, that should not have happened. shouldn't have happened. With that being said... I do believe Captain America dropped his little shield thing in the blood. That did right. It, right? Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, he was trying to run so fast, trying to save the fucking world, and that thing maybe just fell in there. But nonetheless, the nose is going to be a problem on the way out. What do they do with broken noses? Because in basketball, they put the mask on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In football, what do you do?
3: You shove oh. you shove the you back. paper up your nose like J.J. Watt did, and you get back in the fucking game. Mm-hmm. Why? Put a if visor I wear on. Too, yeah, wear a shoe. Wearing a helmet.
4: No, but I'm saying, like, they said his swelling needs, still needs to go down before they can figure out how bad it really is, too, I think, in his nose. That's what they said, because it was a bad. I read mm. something like that. The swelling, yeah, they're waiting for the swelling to helmet go down. The helmet was
0: dented. Yeah, I think. Damn. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think helmet. Was the helmet coming down and hitting him? Yeah, I think helmet oh, into good. nose, but it was bad. The amount of blood that was. Yeah,
2: if you can see it, it was, I like oh, it's pretty startling. saw
0: Kyle.
6: Mm-hmm. Saw the picture with Kyle on there. Holding the head. the head. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, I found that interesting the cow was holding it but i guess it was probably so many that there was probably no time to transition to darius holding it if i had to guess because mm-hmm. it was like the mm-hmm. blood was coming out of it almost to the side as there it um, was nuts it was bad bad and, and i guess the concussion should have been a natural thought but my first whoa, that guy's broke his fucking nose yeah. real bad plus the concussion hope he gets healthy and once again i'd like to let shack know we need you bud yeah. <laughs> need you shack We need you, buddy. All right? Godspeed out there. Uh, That leads to uh, thinking of Kyle and Shaq, who's going to cover their nose. I saw a lot of guys squirting their own
4: water in their mouths. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you see that too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it more and more, I feel like. Me too. All of the night. Maybe some trainers are being like, maybe some trainers are not even given the option. They just hand you the water, and the guy has their mouth open, and you just put it in their hand.
0: Darius, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about uh, spraying the bottle? Mm -hmm. Into your own mouth, as opposed to somebody else spraying it into your mouth.
6: I was usually a do-it-yourself kind of guy, but sometimes you gas, or you you know come maybe you come out get a quick break, you know hit me real
3: quick. Wow, <laughs> little tag pause. team,
6: little you, yeah, little splow.
3: Pause. You can trust their flow, like their their squeeze, how hard they squeeze, like because yeah. you. Oh know, yeah, best in the business. Get shot they're, down. They're the great tone.
4: I think they're
0: yeah. very. Yeah, you're right, AJ. I think they are ready for that moment. But I think AJ has really taken a stance firmly. Okay. And I concur just from watching, but I've never... It's been heard. a while.
4: It's been a while since we even have referenced this, though.
0: But I saw it this weekend. I saw a lot of, hey, give me my mm-hmm. own bottles from guys. Some
4: good habits going on out there. I like it. <laughs> there is some good habits
0: going on. <laughs> because it, that didn't appear to happen in the past, like, past few years. And maybe it was COVID.
6: Yeah, yeah I'm sure COVID probably... I was just thinking that COVID probably changed everything.
1: Everyone had their yeah. own bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah. With their own name on it You couldn't use Anybody else's bottle 53 balls So guys got
0: used To using their own That's right Thank you No Well Well, Silver lining. I'm not saying it Well Me either Something kind of good Thank
3: you Yeah Now, if what happened would have happened with Shaq Amen. Leonard during COVID and they got blood on the field, the NFL would have shut down Can't for like six games. to seven yeah. weeks. Yeah. Oh,
0: and then the Titans would have owed Jim Irsay like probably Correct. $40 million or whatever, $30 yeah. million. Well, the now, Titan, Jim if made you the remember the city pay correctly, correctly, the
3: Titans started the whole thing. They were the first team to like just not care about anything, just mass breakup. Oh, yeah. I oh,
0: yeah. I remember you, the Steelers fan who had to uh, be yeah. on the other end of that Correct. thing, said these guys don't care. And then every exactly. other team got it, which we thought – Immediately, of,
3: of course. Because of the Titans. But there was never any uh, field-to-field contact that happened, so.
1: Yeah,
0: outdoors. Thank you, Dr. Allen Seals. I believe outdoor stats are going to be
1: pretty loud. Yeah, interesting to see. Are we ever going to see those? No, no. Pandemic's over. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The president said it. Not mine, but someone's. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? It's 60 Minutes. Hey, You're not real? from the United States of America? on TV. No, You're I'm not... from New England. It's different. What's your deal? Sheesh. Sorry. Bill Belichick. Revolution your president. region. Yeah, exactly. Bill's my president. And the good Lord himself. Hell yeah. Or herself. Yeah. Or herself. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Thank you. Nonetheless, though, you are here in reality. Yeah. All those you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Are right here in the United States of America. Wow. God okay. damn right. You got one president, which functionally makes no sense. <laughs> Just fundamentally from the beginning... Does not make sense. I get it. Whenever there was four states or whatever it was, whenever we fucking decided to do that, but how the fuck? And this is just me, outside looking in. AJ, this is outside looking in. This is me, yeah. outside looking into the
4: politics wow. world. Thirty thousand feet,
1: maybe zoom even out.
0: forty-two. Got a bigger plane. Sure. Okay. Forty-two thousand, oh, yeah. a little oh, yeah. bit higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to yeah. miss Hurricane Ian because we're going up over that something. Yeah.
1: Maybe even higher, depending May- on. The maybe
0: plans. fifty thousand, yeah. depending on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's zoom out a little bit. How in the world is somebody who grew up in Southern California, let alone all the different subsets of Southern California, Malibu versus Compton versus Long Beach versus, let alone the individual subsets, but let's just say as a whole, the people that live there, which is an ignorant conversation to have because within Southern California, there is seven countries, whatever it is in different things. How are they supposed to feel the exact same way as somebody who grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or in Ohio, or even fucking Miami, which is a completely different world. I understand warm weather, completely different world than that whole thing. So the fact that it is set up to fundamentally fail, you know, like, hey, people are going to be mad because there's no way everybody sees the world the same way because there's people very rarely live the same life. So people They are,
4: shouldn't. People shouldn't all see the world the same way.
0: Exactly. So the whole thought of how it works, I don't know how this was the decision, but the fact that it still is, and it's still just like going to go on forever, means that forever everybody's going to be upset about who's running whatever.
2: Bingo. Yeah, it makes no sense. it's yes. probably never going to get figured out. No. <laughs> so it's kind of just like, uh, eh, well, what are you going to do? We're just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah
3: pretty till, much. Until the, the aliens like, come, we all got to put our differences aside and we fucking bound together.
1: Yeah. <sighs> More lakes keep drying up. Or the AI and robots kill us. That first. is either. Speaking of. We, we need one common name. We animal. need a name
0: for this robot. Yeah. Now, real on. An Italian-American treasure.
3: Yeah.
5: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, love he's a, yeah, I love it. He's a TED talk giver. Uh-huh. Yep. A podcast hoster. Right. A general manager in the NFL. Right. A coaching consultant in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A mentor an author, a stallion. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Umbar. Yeah,
9: yeah, I appreciate it. Maybe we should have had this meeting in Appalachia like they did when they ran them all out of there. All those mafia <laughs> guys left, you know? God, we right. could go to Appalachia and do it. Why not, right? Well,
0: well I saw the whole crew this week and I saw Maddie Patricia with the big yeah, her flag right that. on his chest. Do you know if Bill Belichick, it seemed like the Patriots had more staff members on the sideline with flags. I wasn't paying attention. I did notice with the Patriots, so I might be wrong no. there. But I assume Belichick utilizes that as some sort of motivator and unifier for the squad, you think?
9: Yeah, I think, you know, he had the Croatian flag on. Uh, I saw Bears had his Armenian one. So, yeah, I think part of part of developing a culture is develop understanding your history. And when he goes back to Green Bay, I mean, he was just loving the fact that he went back to Green Bay. Last time, you know, you stay there, you stay in Appleton, and that Lombardi Steakhouse has some incredible memorabilia in it that that is remarkable and and when you can go onto a field aj you could appreciate this when you could walk onto a field even though the stadium's different and stand at the spot that snars that star sneaked the ball in on third down with 13 seconds left to go could you imagine if he wouldn't have got the first down pat oh my god oh. marty would have never been in the hall of fame <laughs> but anyway so you know i mean you could stand on that spot and and just just feel the history of that place is magnificent and that means a lot to belichick
0: well i think Aaron's happy he got the win in that game, and I guess we can start there. What are you seeing out of the Patriots? Obviously, you used to be a coaching consultant up there. I believe you did some advising roles. Your son coached up there. He's now with the Raiders. But what are you seeing with your deep ties to the New England Patriots from that team, and what do you think the rest of the season looks like? Because I'll say, Camballo uh, here, cambellini uh, he is almost like we're dead now type. Is that the thought you think for the New England Patriots this season, or do you think he'll figure it out?
9: No, I actually thought they really they've improved. Look, the first three games that they did something unpatriotic like is they turned you know, the one of the things that, you know, when you work there is we are going to avoid losing before we can win. Now, that sounds really simple, right? But when you turn the ball over like Mac was turning the ball over, and I don't want to hear about this, well, it's 50-50 balls. No, Aaron Rodgers throws fifty-fifty balls; the other team doesn't catch them. So, like, even though Rodgers, even though Mac was averaging eight one per attempt, you, you got to be smarter with the football. And they're giving games away—fumbles, turnovers, like that. And once they stop doing that, like they did against Pittsburgh with only one. And they did in Green Bay. They had a chance to win that game. They'll win their share of games. Are they an elite team? No, I don't think so. You know, the quarterbacking situation is unsettled, but they've got two elite running backs. The offensive line is starting to play better. And I think their defense, which has played well all year, really, when you look at it, they've given up a lot of yards. They haven't given up a lot of yards. They've given up points because the offense has put them in a bad spot. Uh, he'll, uh-huh. they, I thought they called the game. I think this is really important. I thought they called the game like a team that was trying to win the game, not like an offensive coach trying to gain yards. I thought they managed the game the best they had all year.
4: Mike, what do you think about the whole offensive play call situation? We made a huge deal out of it in the offseason during camp. Like, who's going to call the plays offensively? It looks like Patricia may be calling them in through the headset. Like, do you think that's how it's going to stay, and, and how do you think it's gone so far?
9: A hey, run you know, zone. You know, I think, I think, uh, I, I think they're going to continue to do that. You know, I think the play call is, is a little bit over. Cause look, they're looking at sheets. Okay. On second and six, we've got these five plays. On third and nine, we run them on this. I think a lot of it is in game. Like what, what adjustments do we need to make? And in that game, particularly once Hoyer got one out after the first drive, you know, I'm sure Belichick told Maddie P. Look, Maddie, here's what we want to do. Get, get 10 runs that we like and gets five or six passes that we like. And let's make sure he knows what he's doing on those plays and, and kind of condense the game that way. But I think they'll continue to go that and they, they've stopped running the outside zone to the level they were doing it this summer. They're more of a big physical push you back team. I think they need to continue to do that and give the ball to the two best players, which are Stevenson and and Damian Harris. I mean, they can run the football on anybody.
0: Okay. Let's move away from the new England Patriots. You host the show, multiple ones, Uh, the GM shuffle, the Lombardi line. Anything else that I'm missing there?
9: No, that's all I do. You know that's not that's all. You You also
0: write for the Daily Coach, which is a newsletter that's fantastic that I still get every morning while I'm taking a grumpy. Mm -hmm. Normally read the Daily Coach. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a nice start to the day. You're one of the most busy people of all time. What's pissing you off about this NFL season? What is the biggest storyline in your eyes this NFL season that hasn't been talked about? Because whenever you get to ranting and noticing something, there's nothing better on this planet or in the NFL world. What is the one thing that's really got you pissed? off lombardi right now
9: well i i just think to me uh, you know i just finished my latest book called football done right and there, it, we yeah. Yeah. there we and go thank you that's a shameless plug but in the book <laughs> i i write yeah. about the the howard cosell and his influence on the nfl and what drives me crazy is is when you see something you should say it when we see bad quarterbacking we need to say it right and, and I think too many times we make excuses for what's going on on the football field. And That's and sometimes true. it's not the quarterback and sometimes it is. But I think when you watch this season, most more than ever, is you're seeing a lot of bad quarterback in oh, play. No. And I think it's affecting the line. For example, you know, Mac Jones gets hurt and the line goes from five and a half up to nine and a half because Brian Hoyer's playing. Well, like, okay. Brian Hoyer might not be great, but Mac Jones wasn't playing any good anyway. That line should have never moved four points, right? And so I think we have to stop making excuses. Justin Fields, oh. I mean, he, he's not completing any passes. I don't oh, care how oh many God. you want to make a, about it, right? And then when he does complete them, he's one of the lowest yards per attempt. Kyler Murray, you're, you're not having a very good year. Let's just be frank. And I think, to me, we have to educate the fans more about the game than we are doing that. We're just saying, oh, he's going to be okay." No, he's not. No, he's not. Watch the first half of the Carolina game. They rushed him. He's not having a good year. They haven't scored a point in the first quarter, and you're telling me he's great. Come on, please stop. If we see it, you got to say it. Now you've got me started on that. <laughs> that's your
0: fault. I know. Well, that's exactly but, what I was expecting and hoping for. I thought you were going to bring the hammer down on one person. Turns out you got five or six. <laughs> what do you think about Baker? Because you talked about Carolina. Seems like that situation's going nowhere. I mean, call, uh, Stephen A. did a, uh, a hey, give me my camera moment. Give me yeah. my camera. <laughs> I yeah,
9: like. Talk to me. Right. Yeah. yeah I talk like Baker
0: me. Mayfield. He said, I think he's a good person. He is playing god-awful right now is what Stephen A said it sounds like he's supporting a Baker but he said I have to point out because Baker needs to hear it and you just listed off a bunch of quarterbacks is Baker also in that group and what do you think that means for rule I think he's going back to college is that what you think
9: well here's the thing I think to me the difference between college and pro football is this in college you can mask the quarterback and get away with it in pro if you don't have one you're going to lose they got a good team in Carolina that defense is good I mean, they played as well as you could play. They just—I mean, Baker's averaging 16 completions. I mean, in a per game, that's a high school game. I mean, think about this. Last week, think about this. Last week, Marcus Mariota won a game. And he had seven completions. The Giants and the Bears, two historic franchises, they combined for 20 completions. I mean, is this 1950? Is Papa Bear on the sideline coaching the game? Like, we can't get a completion, right? We can't get like Baker can't get a completion, and God knows they're trying. Screen. I mean, it's like Peyton Manny's going to be watching this saying, like, whatever happened to completed passes, like whatever happened, can't we get a few of them? And I think that's Baker. Baker's just not playing too many tip balls at the line of scrimmage, you know, not converting third downs. And for rule, you know, in college, you can mask it. And and the answer is this. If you don't get a quarterback your first year on the job in the NFL, if you don't get a legitimate one, then you're going to have a hard time sustaining excellence.
4: It sounds like, like what about Go ahead. What yeah. about out in Denver? Nathaniel Hackett gets out there. Russell Wilson comes in. They give him a big old deal after
9: they trade for
4: him. Like, what do you think they're like? Everyone assumes that they'll be fine. Russell's going to look like Russell yeah. eventually.
9: I know last game he had three touchdowns. But
4: what do you think they're doing? And what's with like all the it just seems kind of disjointed.
9: You know, I've been saying this, you know, Russell last year rushed for 183 yards, the lowest of his career. Like he doesn't want to move anymore. You know, and so because he doesn't want to move, we don't get those let Russ cook plays. Like and I've said this before. Like Russ is not cooking at the French Laundry, which is an elite restaurant in America. (laughs) He's cooking at the Hackensack Diner. Like he's a short order cook right now. Like he's not making plays with his feet. He's really not. I mean he got in a
0: Rolls Royce two weeks ago. I seen him get in a Rolls Royce. You're saying he's at the (laughs) Hackensack. Diner? What's this guy making grits and eggs? Is what you're saying?
9: You're over – I mean, look, you, you, just say you own the Broncos. You, you just gave him $240 million. Are you happy with it? I'm a Walton Are you family
0: member. I'm fucking okay.
9: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, but here's the thing. He's got to make more plays with his feet. You know the most important position in football today right now is the guy that can do the quarterback sneak. Jacoby Brissett can run a quarterback sneak. That makes him valuable as hell because Russell will do it. 30 inches from the goal line. Not me. I'm not sneaking it. I'm not sneaking it in there. You could somebody – I'll get a shotgun and give it off. I'm five yards away, so i got to gain five to get one inch. <laughs> like, seriously. Come on now. Stop. Look, you know, you guys look at the stats. Who's the best QBR last week in all of football based on ESPN, the worldwide leader?
6: Gino. Daniel
9: Jones. Did anybody watch the game? <laughs> Daniel Jones was the best quarterback according to QBR. What? Like, at, at some point, we got to watch the games.
0: Who didn't watch? You say ESPN didn't watch or no?
9: Well, those you just can't look at numbers is what I'm saying. You just uh, can't that's... say okay, you know you can't do that. I, I, I don't know. Call me cranky, call me that, <laughs> but that's what that's what got me on that.
0: You have buried eight people so far since we got started, so I'm not going to call no, you. No, I have not
9: buried anybody. I've not. I've only given you the truth. That's the uh, thing. <laughs> I'm just <not>, you <I'm> <laughs> the truth. Nobody wants to say it. Like nobody wants to say the truth. You know, everybody hymns and hauls about it. Like, just, <laughs> hey, look, if I was saying, to, I would tell Russell, Russell, man, you got to run. You got to move your feet. You're too good of a player to not do that. Like, you got to move. Like, that, that, what's wrong with that conversation? I'm not I'm not saying he shouldn't play. I'm saying to improve his play. You know, I mean, we're all judged on all of it. And if if the fans don't know it, it's not fair.
0: Well, we appreciate you enlightening <laughs> all us. Thank you, Lombo. Thank you, Lombo. What's yep. good? What yeah. do you love or anything you love? How about this I style? love,
9: I love the Lou Holtz impersonations and if I can get Don Martindale Together to tell the Lou Holtz story when he picks him up at the airport and he has to have the Wendy's in the car and the Diet Coke and he gets stopped by a Michigan police officer. That story's golden. I got to get that on the air. Okay. At some point. Sounds
0: like you're the only one that knows what that story is. Wink, Wink <laughs> yeah. Martindale was an assistant for Lou Holtz. Wink Martindale? He was, Go
9: ahead. He was the GA for Wink. And he was the GA for Notre Dame. So he had to pick up Lou at the airport. And whenever anybody picked up Lou at the airport, they had to have a cooler full of Diet Coke and Wendy's chicken sandwiches, Damn okay? Right. Oh. That was what had to have happened. And then then they were driving back- That's They're what they had to have hair Back to South Bend. They're driving back to South Bend and he gets pulled over by a state trooper because Lou did all the driving. And so the state trooper pulls him over and Lou tries to big time the state trooper with, I'm a Notre Dame football coach, the guy's a Michigan fan. So when Lou pulled away after he gave him a ticket, the cop yells, Go blue.
0: Oh. oh. oh, 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 oh. And Wink sitting shotgun with the Diet
9: Coke. Wink's sitting shotgun, but not allowed to have a Diet Coke because
0: they're <laughs> for Lou. Pooler Wink, fool. Wink's still doing it, by the oh, way. Yeah, How yeah, do you, the Giants obviously have a winning record for the first time, what it feels like forever. They're going over to yeah. England to play in the first ever winning record versus winning record team game in England ever you like the Giants I I think Baltimore is feeling the effects of Wink being gone I don't know what the fuck happened there but him going to Giants with Dayball seemed to be like quite a culture change almost
9: no doubt and and I think what give Dayball credit I mean he's all he's doing is what you have to do as a head coach is manage the game I thought Mike Kafka called a great game last week you know Mike Kafka wasn't trying to become a head coach he was trying to win the game And so he allowed the team to win. Barkley was sensational. And all they've done, they're not a good team. They're 3-1, and but they've managed the game correctly. They've given themselves a chance to win, which is the only thing that matters. And they call the game that way. I mean, Wink ran a double-A gap pressure from about the third play of the game and and they couldn't block it Chicago they never routed the protection the right way they sacked them six times what you know and no completions I mean other than the two throws down the field they couldn't do anything
0: what is that double barrel AJ double barrel too yeah some people would call it that double barrel. well what
9: they did was what they what they did was they made the back pick up the Blitzer and they brought another blitzer through the a gap and they because they didn't slide the protection like a punt, slide it all the way over there's a free runner at fields and the way to attack fields is not from edges is in his face with the ends if you keep the ends inside out He has nowhere to
0: go. Yeah, but Wink always has those amoeba exotic Mm, type offenses. You know, young quarterbacks are always going to struggle with it. I'm happy to see Wink having success. I got to hang out with him out at the Pro Bowl. Fucking love that dude. Sounds like Lou Holtz did too. (laughs) Darius, your question for
6: Lombardi. Uh, Mike, you've obviously buried a ton of uh, quarterbacks (laughs) already, but uh, you spoke about numbers and people watching the games and the people that watch every game and have all the numbers, Pff. I had a conversation with him this weekend. They say overall, even at the top of the league, the top quarterbacks, the numbers are down for quarterbacks for some reason early on in the season. What do you think that is? The defense is catching up, are we playing softer zone, make them go long hard way? What's the reason for that?
9: Well, I think a lot of it is the fact that the, some of these guys didn't, you know, they're getting a lot of new people they're working in. They didn't have preseason camp, and I, and I think sometimes the games aren't getting managed. I think Mahomes is playing better. Than, I don't know what his numbers compare to. You know, pro football focus numbers. I don't know. I mean, pro football focus has Nick Bosa's the 23rd best defensive end. I, I want to find 22 better than Nick Bosa. <laughs> really I, I'm going to start looking for that. You know, I mean, so like, uh, okay, I'll be out there. So I, I just think a lot of it is the, how you manage the quarterback. Like you got to prepare, you got to be able to have some sense of balance and all this. All these kind of liberties were taken, and put the quarterbacks in a lot of bad positions. And frankly, we're just not getting to play. I mean, up until last week, I thought Lamar played really well. I thought Josh Allen. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a great example, right? They're running Oklahoma's offense. The guy's going pace to have 250 carries. He's the sixth player in the game, right? He's the sixth weapon, you know? And so you've got to account for him and everything. And people talk about the RPO stuff, right? Well, it's not really RPO when Pat Mahomes does it, because Mahomes is never running with it. It's really play action. It's it's a it's a long play action. But when Hurts does it, you got to account for him. And that becomes harder. And I think the more this game changes, I think you've got to have a quarterback that can do a lot of that stuff. Mike,
4: are you surprised at all with the success that Jalen Hurts has had, at least early on this season, and how well he's thrown the ball down the field? And what are your thoughts on Sirianni?
9: I think they've done a great job. I mean, look, I work for Jeffrey Lurie and Jeffrey Lurie wants to throw the ball a hundred times a game. He wants to win passing. And I give them credit because they changed their team. And I give Sirianni credit. When they were not played very good last year, you know, they changed and they started running Oklahoma's offense. And that's what they're running. And what you saw last week was you saw, you saw Philadelphia knew that, that, that the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to try to set their defense in the run game outside in, right? Take away the quarterback, take away the outside zone. And Miles Sanders had a huge day running inside. That's what Tampa did against them in two games last year. But Tampa had Vita Vey and they had Sue inside. Jacksonville didn't have that. So they were able to run the ball. And the fact that they're calling runs continually, I I think they've done good. The biggest change to me in Philly this year, besides Hertz's ability, has been the way they call defenses. Jonathan Gannon is blitzing more, running zone dogs. He's not playing soft cover, two and they're getting after quarterbacks. Last year they played six elite quarterbacks. The ball was only on the ground 36 times. This year they're playing much better in that phase. Go
1: ahead, Connor. Yeah, Lombardi, I'm curious to uh, hear what you think about the Lamar situation. Do you think Baltimore's kind of screwed that up to the point where it's too late for him to come back? And how do you see how he's playing this year? Because it seems as though nobody can do what he does.
9: Nobody can do what he does. I wish they would put him under center more and run more boots and play actions with him. I really do. Like the last call of the game, I didn't agree with Coach Harbaugh going for it on fourth down. I would have kicked the points and taken my chances, but he did. But I certainly wouldn't have run a drop back pass game. I would have tried to put him on the edge and use his feet and athleticism. But I think Lamar is is you know look he's where is he going to go? They're going to franchise right. I mean, we're talking about how bad some of these quarterbacks are playing this year. You can't let one that's playing good go away. So they're going to have to get something done. And as much as they may not want to guarantee all this money, they may have to. I mean, look, the kid I think is sensational. I, I ask you guys this question. How does Lamar sit in the green room for 32 picks in his draft and Trey Lance goes third? When you watch both those guys play college football, it wasn't mm-hmm. close. Lamar is really a talented player. I think he would be better in Kyle Shanahan's scheme under center, boots, and nakeds more than he is in just this RPO stuff.
0: Could you imagine him in fucking San oh Francisco? God. And I know Baltimore has the franchise tag, and mm-hmm. Lamar is set to make like $115 million, $111 million guaranteed right now if the salary cap doesn't move, which it probably will because Apple's about to get in the game in a big way after this Amazon success. And that's just, you know, the forethought of what the salary cap will be. But if he gets franchise tagged twice, he's on pace to make like 100. dollars 15 or 111, 120, depending upon whose math you do, guaranteed. So they're going to have to offer him a pretty good amount afterwards because in his head, that's what he thinks he's already getting. Now, have to remain healthy, which he's been able to do aside from last season and the COVID season's its own thing, but he's a fucking guy. Why wouldn't they just lock him down, Lombo, and just get the drama over with and move on and say, hey, you're our guy, we love you, we are doing this. Like That just feels like a mentality thing that they might regret later on down the road, I think.
9: Yeah, I don't know why they just don't jump in all the way and do what Philly's done and design the offense more for him. I really don't. I I think they're trying to, but they to me, what concerns you about Baltimore, if you're a Raven fan, is every time you play against a good coordinator like Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott or you go in the playoffs with Mike Grable, they stop your offense, and that's got to worry you a little bit. Here's what I would say about paying Lamar. I think in life, in, in my career, you can never overpay a great player. You could never overpay a great player. The problem you get into is when you pay a, a good player great money. That's the problem. You could never overpay a great player, you know, because the market will. You couldn't overpay Josh Allen. It's, it, the market's going to continue to go, Mahomes, you can't overpay him. So, to me, that's what I would do. I think he's a great player. They may not think that. I think their system limits Lamar more than Lamar limits their system.
0: Everything that's been worth a single fuck in
9: my life, people have told me I've overpaid.
0: (laughs) Jerry Jones, actual quote. I don't know if he said worth (laughs) a fuck, but basically said everything that I've ever done that has ended up being Mm -hmm. awesome and very beneficial for me and my business, at the time, people have told me I've either overpaid or been bamboozled. And then in the I haven't been. Mm-hmm. My stadium is still as clean as it was day one. Mm-hmm. It is still the standard and everybody's still in it and I own it 100% because I fucking built the thing. I mean, it's just... There's True. some good business. There's some bad business. Feels like the way the Baltimore's handling this, knowing that Lamar's representing himself and hearing everything that's going on, just seems to be bad business. What do I know though? I've never been a general manager and maybe they'll both figure it out. We hope that, hope that is the case. Just like our friend, your friend, We're fans of Tom and Giselle. We hope they figure it out, too. We hope everybody figures it out and moves on. Ty, your question for Coach Lombardi.
2: Michael, do you think there's any cause for concern with the Packers? Uh, They're just kind of – I mean, they're winning, obviously, but the offense is obviously going to take some time to get there with them being so reliant on all these rookies. And then the defense was supposed to be so good coming into the year, and they've been opportunistic and kind of bowed up when they needed to, but they haven't looked great. Like – it, with Rodgers, is this still a team that's going to be there in the end, or do you think there is some cause for concern if you're a Packers fan?
9: You know, I, I mean, they got the best. He's still great. I mean, the throw he makes the Dobbs that he drops in the end, I mean, it's just remarkable, you know, and he's hard to fool, and as the longer the game goes, it becomes more difficult to play against them, and they get that line going with the two backs that they have. You know, they should be able to get better offensively, there's no doubt. Defensively, I'm surprised. I thought they would be better, especially against the run. I mean, New England had a chance to win that game. They got first and 10 at the 49, you know, and, and they ran three plays and they had to punt it back to them. If they, had, if they get one first down there, they win the game. And Green Bay can't go like that. They're better than that in terms of their talent level to play a close game on their own turf. So I, I expect it to get better. But, look, I think Philly and San Francisco, I, I wrote this for Beason. You can say all you want, September doesn't matter. But since 2018, only the Patriots at 2-2 two and two have gone to the Super Bowl. I, I mean, I think San Francisco's defense is elite. It's it's Ravenish in 2000. It's Tampa Bay in 02 And it's the Legion of Doom in 12. It's that kind of defense. And them in Philadelphia, I think, are going to be a great war. I really do. I think that's where Green Bay's got kind of to worry. Because they, they're going to give – those great defenses are going to give great quarterbacks trouble.
0: I think Legion of Boom,
5: Boom. Not Boom. Legion of Doom. Sounds I mean, cool though. But, man, Doom, this WWE,
0: year's WWE, Niners. I think Legion of Doom. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. I do believe Legion of mm-hmm. Boom they're a fucking hell of a football team. Yeah. Oh yeah. They hard handle-
9: front the block, and you know they had, And hard when you look to- at it, you couldn't block them. You got Earl. You got Earl back there. He could. He was like Ed Reed. He made plays on the ball. Their corners, you know, they played ninety percent zone, but they were so good that it came man once the route and you couldn't throw the ball over their head. Sherman was another Sherman played receiver at Stanford for a little while. That's how good he was. You know, and so you can't throw the ball over his head. He catches everything. Well, and
0: also they were all on the same page and all very heady football players. Oh yeah. That's like yeah. the perfect concoction, I think, for a defense to do their thing. Michael yeah. Lombardi, right now, Paisano, Wednesday, October fifth, two thousand twenty two. Who's won the Super Bowl?
9: You know, I I think it's – I'm going to go defense at San Francisco. I think that that Jimmy G, as long as he stays, as long as he doesn't turn this ball over and they know who they are, they get – they're losing – you know, they've lost two left tackles now. So, you know, that's always problematic. They get Trent Williams back. But – I'll tell you, Damika Ryans has done a tremendous job mm. of changing what they do defensively. You know, he took over for Salai and he improved the defense significantly, <laughs> right? They're just not an overfront playing three. They're not playing the Pete Carroll scheme. So I think they're I think they I, I learned this in my life. Defense, I've been fooled twice. In two thousand by the Ravens when I was at the Raiders, and 02 by the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Raiders. Defense that, that are that fast and tackle that good. I don't care how good you are on offense. They're hard to beat.
0: Yeah, that's who you normally got to zone in on during the playoffs. Who has a Super Bowl championship defense? That's literally everybody that makes the playoffs, normally going to have a pretty good offense. Normally going to be able to move the ball. Who has the Super Bowl defense? And later in the season, we'll start predicting that. Remember, we had the Saints a couple years back. We're like, hey, this defense, the Saints Mm -hmm. defense, looks like they're ready to go win a Super Bowl. Then they have a couple injuries. Tom beats them, and they move on. It's one of those things that don't get talked about all season until it matters. And I appreciate the fact you're old school. We appreciate you, Paisano.
9: All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Appreciate you. Hey, you too. Thank you,
0: Lobo. Hey, how's the family?
9: everybody's great you know we got we got a win in carolina we'd be better and we got we got a win at the raiders we celebrated that that was nice so he got his first win as a raider that's good you know and life goes on you know i mean for me sundays are like a billy joel song it's either sadness or euphoria either we win (laughs) one or lose one you know it's hard never easy hey out at the raiders josh
0: mcdaniel's gonna get that figured out what is it you think
9: I think, I, you know, look, I think they're, they're getting better, right? I think that they're 1-3, and three, but if you watch the games, if, you know, they could have easily won a couple of those. They've given games away. Last week, I thought they finally, on that last drive of the game, they kind of came together as a team. Devontae Adams made a great third, a second, and third, second and 14 play, caught an in route, kind of was thrown behind them, great adjustment, got the first down, won that game. Denver's defense now is good. They scored 32 points against a good Denver defense. Now Gregory's out. That makes a big difference.
0: Uh, Follow up real quick, and this is not saying you have inside information, although you do know basically everybody there and have talked to him. Did he just not want to play Josh Jacobs, or what the fuck happened, do you think, with Josh McDaniels and Josh Jacobs? Because he he was playing in the Hall of Fame game. Remember, this is a big conversation. Why is Josh Jacobs playing in the Hall of Fame game? I,
9: I I, I think Josh Jacobs has really shown them how much he loves football. I think in the off season, he didn't love football. Like a lot of guys, you know, we wear and tear these guys in the offseason And sometimes as coaches, we pretend that the off season is the super bowl. You know, how many guys have been all great players and you know, and now all of a sudden he like, now he loves football. And if you love football, And you're coaching a guy that loves football who's talented, you're gonna gravitate towards him.
0: Hundred and seventy five yards or something like that, Calpitaz. I mean great runs. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, great run, just like you've been on a few. Uh Hey, a couple great runs Uh out of you, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. I feel like we got smarter. We got better. I feel like today has been quite a day. We had Paisano Wednesday with Sirianni. Thank you, Sirianni. How Thank you, you go, Sirianni. Thank you to Lombardi for stopping by in the middle of his incredibly busy schedule for his age, for any age. Yeah. yeah. Actually, what he does. I hope he's enjoying the hell out of his life. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to DB for everything DB. Yes, hammer. He's about 10 minutes yep. or so at YouTube.com forward slash hammer. Don. The Toxic Table. Fantastic job. Everybody in the back. Evan Foxy, Zito, and Nick. Thank you. To the new robot, John. Alba, Laura, great work today. (laughs) We will see you tomorrow. Goodbye.